There he is. Hi. Hi. Hey. Okay, I'm upstairs and I'm plugged in. So, oops, we'll see what happens. Oops. Goodness. I'm kind of scared. And I'm in a rolly chair, so I'm rolling away. Ooh. And my recording is working. I don't know how Yay. well, but there you go. Looks a bit quiet, but not too bad, I guess. Lego's here. I haven't seen Lego on Skype in two years. Hi. <laughs> Long days. Let's mm-hmm. see. I need to find a fic. Fics are good. We do have a specific one in mind. Uh, you mean I have to find a specific one? ICPS isn't going to make it. No, apparently Death, not. Death apparently gave her whatever he had. <laughs> um, quick question. I might have an answer. What, chap- what chapter are you on now? I think seven. we're starting seven. Okay, because I saw that, but I didn't know if you hit nine or not. No, we didn't make it to nine. I didn't think no. you would. We lost Scott, and that was all it all it took. Ah, uh, well, what can I say? <laughs> You're breathing hard into your mic, Trisha, just to let you know. Sorry. It's all right. Well, I'm just breathing. <laughs> Breathing's allowed, I uh, suppose. I suppose if we happen to be miraculously swift this time, we could shift back to the other schedule, but... I guess we'll see. That's true. We could How far we... <laughs> <gasps> I know. It's a bad, bad word, huh? <laughs> see, if we do the notes like we were supposed to. Yes, if we have there. actual points that we want to hit and just sort of go with them. Yeah. <laughs> we're not very good at that. No, we're not. Because I need to ask Kelly, uh, does she have a Kindle? Yes, she just got the Kindle Fire. Okay, I have I have a quick Kindle question for her. I saw that you were mad at your Kindle. Yeah, I was really pissed off at it. <laughs> That's no fun. Yeah, for some reason, it keeps going to the wireless internet, and I can't get it to 3G. Ooh. And I can't figure out how. That would be a pain. Do you have yeah, Ryan's Skype? There's a, lot, there's a lot of wireless internet, and it's like, oh, look, there's like five networks there. I'm like, yeah, but I don't have any access to any of them. So give me the freaking 3G like my phone does. Right. Do you have Ryan's Skype? Mm, I think so. Skype him and ask. Okay. Although he's not answering me, so he may not answer you either, but you can try. Because he's got two of them, so he might have an idea. How are things in Canada, Scott? Oh, not too bad. I've been working on my audio project that I was working on back in October and then left for a number of months. So that was fun. It's always fun to go back and find them. Mm Mm-hmm. Writing music and things like that, so... Kind of neat. That would be fun. Yeah. Do you have snow? No, not really. We never did get any. I mean, we got a little bit early in November, and it sort of sticks around in the shaded patches, but Mm -hmm. really not much of anything. We had to go out to my aunt and uncle's farm before we got the actual snow that's, you know, a foot or two deep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're calling for snow on the valley floor Sunday and Monday. And I was like, yay! And then I realized Monday was a holiday, and I was like, don't waste it on my holiday! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. That's not fun. So, I highly doubt it. Well, shall we go ahead and start and just try to get through as quick as we can? I guess so. Go as far as we can and (laughs) see what happens. Well, I was all excited that to get the Kindle so I can download this so I can listen to it and everything like that on my Kindle. But no. Aww. Sorry. I'm angry still. I understand. I'm angry with a lot of things, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> Put your mic up just a hair. How about that? I should probably do that too. I just have to be careful because I have my glasses on. Better. 
you're just popping. Oh, okay. And Scott actually sounds really good for his two headsets. You better, you know, you said something, and guess what's going to happen? I know. know. Uh huh. Better knock on wood now. (laughs) Okay. Uh, we'll be fine. I'll probably just wander back and forth from the mic a little bit as it flops around, but you know. Poor Scott. I'm recording the whole thing, so if weirdness happens on your end, we at least have another version to do something with. That's always a good thing. The one I'm editing right now is uh, we're all having trouble. Cat sounds like a Dalek. <laughs> Trisha can't hear, but every other word. And, uh, it's just, it's awful. But it's a really good podcast. The Way from the Sun podcast seems to be really, I, at least I think they're printing it really well. So You know, that reminds me, I got to put the latest one on my phone. I downloaded it, but I forgot to put it on my phone. Oh, yeah. How many of those do we do? I think we Were ended there? up with five. We had four okay. scheduled, and I think we ended up with five. And right now there's only two that are out? Two are out. I was 45 minutes into a four-hour podcast when my computer put it somewhere, and it doesn't know where oh, it went. So it's gone. So I've truncated an hour of it, and I've edited 20 minutes of it. Yay. So, yeah, I know. Yay, it's us. Where's the dork? <laughs> we are. I know. Okay. Deep breath. We're going to get going. For Thursday, November 23rd, this is episode 156 of Potterfic Weekly. Welcome to the place where the story never ends. And have hey, Thanksgiving, everybody. The next time. Previously on Potterfic Weekly. Where would you like to start, Sue? <laughs> well, let's start at the beginning. That would be awesome! My resolutions for this Potterfic weekly season is not to snort. Welcome to Potterfic whatever. Oh, Scott. Did we, did we lose Scott? Okay, what did I miss? My Am I surrounded by Hufflepuffs? You yes, are. you are. Yes, you are. Apparently, I'm Jen, and I don't know my Alphabet. No, she's the poster child for our podcast. Shit. <laughs> 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 I snort. I think I need more meds. My meds have kicked in, I can tell. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's two. That could possibly be three. Moving right along. I felt like a rock star. Just really big knickers. Pants are your underpants, not trousers. Otterpick Weekly, defining strange terms for your edification. (laughs) (laughs) But I was planning on getting ravished anytime soon. Really, honestly. (laughs) Saxon Snorkax, two of my favorite subjects. I love Snape. You are quite possibly clinically insane. In the nicest sense of the word, of course. <laughs> we'll always laugh before the end. I ought to think we please where the story never ends. Welcome to Potterfic Weekly. I'm Sue. I'm Scott. I'm Trisha. And Kelly will be joining us later. Tonight we are working on the second installment of Fernwithy's Shifts, uh, which mm. is a story about Remus from Remus's Yay! point of view. <laughs> Trisha doesn't like Remus at all. And <laughs> he has taken a job at Smeltings to watch over Dudley, and we're finding out... During the events of Order of the Phoenix. Yes. Yeah. Which we will be finding out very soon, because I think there's a big thing about our favorite Toadie teacher coming up first. Yay. 
So we're starting off this episode with Chapter 7, because last episode we rattled on for a really long time about the first two or three chapters, so yeah, we didn't no. get that far. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's totally unlike us. We never do that at all. No, no, no we're always on topic, too, and it's like, bam, bam, bam. It's like we have notes and everything. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Are we supposed to have notes? Yeah. Oops. Do any of us have notes? Nope. No. <laughs> not at all. Excuse me as I um, yell at my cat. Flurry, get down. Yeah, you're not even listening to me. Throw something at her. Nothing like uh, staying on topic. Thank you, Trisha, for keeping us there. <laughs> Absolutely. <Sorry. laughs> I threw a ball of yarn in me, and I've never seen her fly. Oh, there you go. So, Remus is returning from work, I believe. And it's after the full moon? Uh, yes, he is. Yes, it's the day after the full moon. He's really not feeling so great. No, not at all. And he has walked into an order meeting. And that he didn't know was happening. No, and everybody's there or are on their way. And he's not at all sure what's going on. And, and so everybody seems to be upset about something, and people keep walking up to him and waving the Daily Prophet in his face and stalking off in a huff, and it's very confusing. But uh, eventually, he manages to head over next to Sirius, who is the only calm person there, which is weird, and um, gets himself I think he's a copy of the, the Prophet. I, always, I could just see him being really calm and just have a big smile on his face and like, I enjoy the chaos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's used to chaos. It's his natural habitat. And I think also because he's in charge, so he's feeling needed and everything. He's mm-hmm. the one that's actually called this meeting to order and brought everybody in. Because as we find out, the big headline says, Ministry seeks educational reform. Dolores Umbridge appointed first ever high-end visitor. Yay! Yay for the toad. Not at all. And, uh, and Remus notes several pertinent points. One is that Percy is quoted through a lot of the article, and another is that the list of Dumbledore's eccentric decisions includes having uh, employed werewolf Remus Lupin and Moody and Hagrid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's and Fleur's, you know, how could they do this? Dumbledore's known everywhere. And Sirius says, that's the problem. Fudge he thinks. thinks he's after Fudge thinks he's after his job, yeah, yeah. which is ridiculous, but so is Fudge. Mm-hmm. And Dora comes in after telling Auntie Painting to stuff it, mm-hmm. which is always fun. And she sits down and tells Remus that he should go visit his mom at St. Mungo's so she could get some ointment into him or onto him because he's so sore. And mm-hmm. pretty soon everybody else arrives, Arthur and Mooney and everybody in. Serious yes, calls. Dora has great fun, great fun shooting the newspaper with an incendio. Mm, yes. <laughs> so, Sirius calls the meeting to order, yes. And everyone is silent, except for Mrs. Black, who's screaming, Traitors, miscreants, filth, and trespassers! So Molly just uh, muffles the door. Mm-hmm. Yay, Molly. Yeah. <laughs> so, Sirius starts the meeting and he says, you know, can we, the first question is, can we still count on communication with Dumbledore and crowd? Because now that Umbridge is there as the High Inquisitor, they're worried about how they're going to keep in touch. Mm-hmm. And it's using Fox. I'm, mm-hmm. I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fox can't be tracked. He just vanishes and reappears. Right. Yep. He burns up. And, uh, mm-hmm. well, it's just, okay. How long is a cycle for a Phoenix anyhow? 
we've talked to that about this once before, and I don't think we came up with anything. Yeah, it's really hard to say, especially within the Harry Potter universe. Like, there's a whole bunch of different sources for various things about it. Um, we know that Harry's seen him close to a burning day a couple of times, but I don't think there's anything consistent about when that is. Okay, and how old is were... Dumbledore? Um, at least the first time we saw Fox burn or come close to burning day. Is he about 200, 300? Mm, I think he's more like 100 probably. Yeah. Okay, think... so it has to be then at least it says you saw him on a burning day. So it has to be at least less than 100 every 100 years if Dumbledore's at least seen him do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure it happens more than once in the books. So it's probably at least once a year. It might be once every several months. It might be once a year and a half, something like that. But Or maybe uh, once it gets hurt or something. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I um, have attempted to Google how often does a phoenix burn. And if you go with some of the original myths, um, it's something like 5,000 years. So it's obviously not that mm-hmm. in Harry Potter. No. So, yeah, it's hard to know for sure. But we have Fox and he can transport messages back and forth. So that's good. And Molly can still write to her children, but she should assume they're probably being read. So mm-hmm. don't you know, spill any secrets. Right. So. And Dung can keep an ear to the ground and Hogsmeade because, you know, he's got his uh, highly legitimate business there every now and then. Mm. And, uh, uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that Dong said, and you can borrow some of my clothes if you need to be undercover. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, now. And Hestia kind of wants to know, is this really so bad as everybody's making out? Because, I mean, it's just... It's just the school. She's not actually on to them or trying to track them down or anything. And the point is that they're after Dumbledore, and if they succeed in causing Dumbledore a lot of problems, then that will also cause problems for the Order. Right, because he's their secret keeper, among other things. And so without him, they can't add anyone to the roster. And because, well, he's Dumbledore, and that's... Mm -hmm. And it also is awkward for Harry, and, you know, Harry is apparently supposed to win the war for them, which, yeah, some of them aren't so sure about either. Yeah, or how he's going to do it. Mm -hmm. How I didn't even know during the book. Like, how the hell is Harry supposed to be doing this? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Fleur says she can talk to the French minister, but they don't think that's a very good idea. And we don't want to set fudge off either. Yeah. As soon as the French come into things, everybody's going to back fudge because, you know, it's the French and right. Fleur does not understand. No. What? The, what was it? Um, it was an old movie. Not an old It was um, an animation movie. It was with mice and frogs and, and stuff. Okay. And it was, all in, it was all in England. And this one frog, he hired a bunch of French, French frogs to help help him find find this ring or whatever it was and the guy uh, the guy said okay and he gets this band together all right this is what we're gonna do we're gonna eat and they all sit there and eat and i guess like you eat for an hour or something like that and he goes then we're going we're gonna do we're gonna do what the french do best and all the frogs threw up their hands and go we give up <laughs> uh-huh. so you, it's a, like that just makes me laugh because yeah anytime you want to get the french in it's like we give up <laughs> 
sorry. Sorry to all the French people that I listened to. <laughs> Thank you for apologizing to our French listeners. There you go. Yeah. That's a Potterfic Weekly uh, standard. Hey, we got to insult someone. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. There you go. I take, all for, I take my full responsibility. Yeah. The uh, opinions offered on this podcast are of the individual speakers and not of Potterfic Weekly itself. Yeah, that's <laughs> something like that. Yeah, up. All right, I'm sorry. All right, here we go. Um, Bill would like to sling some insults Percy's way, but Molly won't have any of that. Mm-mm. He's your brother. And uh, Hestia is gonna go and hang out with Grubbly Plank because Hestia actually apprenticed with her when she was studying magizoology. Mm-hmm. And, and like they're still friends. And they still hang out. And Remus is trying to pay attention to this, and a couple of times he's thought, gee, I should take over and, and be the one in charge, but instead he just passes out. Yep. And then he sort of... Uh, <laughs> he gets carried somewhere, and he tries to get up and walk, and it doesn't work. Uh-huh. And um, then eventually he wakes up again, and he can see somebody sitting there, and he wonders if it's Dora, but it's Molly. Right. They have a, a really nice talk. He apologizes because he's called him called her Dora and Molly says, you know, this transformation stuff really takes a lot out of you, doesn't it? I'd never really thought about it. And so they kind of chit chat back and forth and yeah. he says that he's on assignment. Mm-hmm. He insists that he's not frail really, he just looks tired all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she makes him sleep. Well, I don't think she. I don't think she meant to insult him. Maybe it's like frail's a, a bad word. I think frail. I think she's saying his physical being. He's uh, probably more frail because he's, because he is more tired. Mentally, he's not frail. And right. I think when people say she, frail, they think mentally more than anything. Well, she's thinking physically, really, but he's saying he's not really. He's not a delicate person. He's not. He has a hardy constitution. It's just that he keeps going through this horrible thing every month and not getting enough sleep the rest of the time. And so he looks like he's oh, yeah. ill most times. Probably he's probably probably one of the more in shape people because he has to go through this kind of transformation. Right. And he I mean he looks haggard all the time, but he doesn't always feel as bad as he looks. So even yeah. though he looks terrible, he doesn't feel He probably that bad. uses the five hour energy drink and just goes with that. That's it? Okay. I need it. it. Be. I the uh, I need it for tomorrow. My knee has said, yes. I've had enough of this. We're gonna uh, Sue is this. actually dead and we're having her on the podcast anyway. Yes. But <laughs> I have died today. Uh, we're going to hear this ne- next year, and I'm going to go, why was I working double shifts? <laughs> <laughs> I know. There's I'm a so couple confused. times I listened to the old podcast. I'm like, what was I doing? Yeah. And what did I say? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Just those yeah. creative editors, you know, put all kinds of fun things in. We're going to finish this chapter. Yes, we are. So Molly, he kind of rouses up and says, I'm better to go to the meeting. And she says, no, it's cool. They're getting ready to leave. And Dora and Sirius come up and to talk to him. And he says, Molly says, I can go back to work tomorrow if I get a good night's sleep. Right, Molly? And Molly looks at her clock and agrees that if he goes to sleep right now. And Sirius is really wanting somebody to move in. Mm-hmm. So he wants he- more company. Yeah. More than just an occasional order meeting every once in a while. So he asked Dora, and of course Molly's not real happy with that idea. <laughs> and Dora says, oh, my rent's paid. 
And so he asks uh, Bill if Bill and Fleur would like to move in. And Molly's like, oh, for my dead body. <laughs> Not together, they won't. Yeah. Well, how about you and Arthur? Why don't you and Arthur move in? And Molly smiles and says, our rent's paid too. <laughs> I thought that was great. And then. So he just has to curl up himself. Yeah. And we move on to the next chapter. He tends to spend a lot of time as a dog. Chapter I eight. I want to be a cat. You want to be a cat? Yeah, a cat would be fun. Yeah, my cats sleep all day and most of the night. I know. How awesome is that? I know. Find a nice place in the sun, catch a mouse every once in a while. It's great. Mm. Yeah, so Remus has set a self-waking charm, so he gets woken up at seven. Mm-hmm. And he's still in the parlor. I guess he just went to sleep on the couch there. Yeah. You know, sometimes the couch is more comfortable. It is. Kind of looks around the room because he hasn't actually been in it in the light before. Mm. And he's thinking, this is a pretty dreary place. <laughs> yeah. They've cleaned up a bunch of stuff, but that means it's really, there's a bunch of things missing. It looks like they're about to pack up and move out. And yeah, yeah. he's not sure if that's healthy to have it look like you're about to leave any day. So he's makes a mental note to ask Andromeda about that, whether it's a problem for Sirius. Mm-hmm. He goes off for breakfast and uh, gets a couple slices of toast. He really doesn't get much attention from Sirius or anybody because Sirius is having an argument with Creature. Mm-hmm. But he really decides, you know, this sleep thing, he feels great. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> he says he's not sure if it's the sense of well-being that always comes, you know, right after the full moon. It's like, do I just feel really good the day after? The day after the day after? Does that make sense? Or is it just that I know that I it's the longest time until the next full moon, and that's what makes me feel good? But this time, he's also had nine hours of sleep, and it's great. Yeah. He has a nice little walk from his apparition point to the school, and everything's going fine. And uh, yeah. Alan's uh, swearing, swearing at his computer, as usual. Mm-hmm. Then some man comes in and wants to... Uh, Mr. Lewis and Remus is like, hmm, he looks vaguely, vaguely familiar. I wonder who he is. It's, ooh, headmaster. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta remember that guy. <laughs> yeah, it happened. Fortunately, he mentions, oh, we haven't seen each other since the interview. He's like, ah, right, headmaster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Need to remember this. And uh, the headmaster's like, uh, I tried to email you, but you don't seem to be set up. And Alan's like, yeah, he's not a very good character computer person are Mr. Lewis. And so they Mm -hmm. tell him he has to drag himself into the next century and learn how to use this blasted contraption. Mm -hmm. Oh, no! Patricia, you're breathing into your mic again. Damn it! (laughs) I'm sorry. How's that? That's good. Seems fine. Whereas Alan, I was thinking, would probably do really well on the on the podcast because he apparently spends most of his day when he isn't teaching on Usenet forums arguing about sci-fi stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of it's Star Don't Trek related. Of, yeah, he will be really him and Ryan would be really good. Uh-huh. Yeah. You throw Aaron in the mix and oh man, you just have a party. <laughs> I wonder who she based her based that character off of because you know. know you know one person like that. Yeah, I don't know. We know. Jasper, yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was based on Ryan. Maybe. Maybe she knew him before she came over. Could be. Hard to know. So Remus pledges to 
uh, learn how to get into his email at least. And fortunately, he's not the only teacher at school who's kind of slow with this computer thing, mm-hmm. even though he's probably the worst, having not even seen them before. Right. But, and Alan says, well, he could teach him, but really he should maybe get one of the kids to do it. And I liked uh, the headmaster's parting shot. There's classes you could take. Teacher, teach thine self kind of a thing. <laughs> so. Yeah, or when, he, when he says the kid, want the kids to teach, and he's thinking, mm. I wonder... I wonder how much Dudley knows about computers. Mm-hmm. So, I, yep. I, I, I like this. He's making, he's trying to make an effort to get his trust or whatever. How you say it? Well, we know he knows enough to throw them through the window, at least. So yeah, we know he's had some. So. <laughs> he can blow up aliens on a computer. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I forget which book that was in, but at some point there was a reference to him doing that. Yep. Yeah. I think it was yeah. the first one because it was the longest time. Yeah, when when they were. Doing their giant trek to the hotels and then to the hut on the rock was the longest time ever Dudley had gone without his TV shows or blowing up an alien on his computer. Right. And he's going into withdrawal. Well, yeah. I know some people like that, so I understand. Yeah. <laughs> if I didn't have books, being without the internet would be even worse than it is. But, mm-hmm. yeah. So, Alan, I, uh, Oh, sorry. I, I was going to say. Remus tells Alan about his plan, and I, I find I find this pretty funny. Alan gave him a suspicious look. He goes, "Are you sure that's wise?" Mm-hmm. Joe didn't want wanted to make sure Dudley didn't slip through the cracks. It's hard to imagine Mr. Dursley quietly slipping through the crack, any crack. I just start like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. He's got this great plan, but in the meantime, are you guys there? Yeah. Okay. It just got really quiet all of a sudden. Oh, we lost Scott. I'm like, something's wrong. It got too uh-huh. quiet. <laughs> I'm not breathing in the thing, am I? Oh, just a little. <sighs> oh, you're just going to have to deal with it. I need a new headset, anyhow. Yeah. Oh, come on. Just, all, just like beat the crap out of this thing. Everybody went silent. I know. I said, um, I'm talking and all of a sudden it's really quiet. I'm like, something's wrong. The just like everybody <laughs> there. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> About that time you dropped off. So. Oh dear. Well, I recorded the sentence I was in the middle of. If you got any of that, I don't oh, know. So, Alan sets up the password form, shows him at least how to do that, because you don't want Dudley to be able to get into your computer. Mm-hmm. Start things off that way. And... He's there for his detention, and he gives Dudley the choice of writing an essay or teaching him how to use the computer, and Dudley says, yeah, well, it's not my job to teach anything. I'm supposed to learn. So, he goes to sit and do his essay, but... Remus is so incompetent, Dudley can't stand it, and eventually he has to keep giving him pointers. And Remus works this out, so at the end, he's just deliberately spending time wandering around the desktop with the arrow keys, hoping Dudley will say something else. And he was just about to get bored and just pick something when finally... Dudley did. Oops. And we've lost him again. So I was going to say, did we... There's a typo here, which is very interesting. I just noticed um, it says Joe instead of Alan. Joe turned on the computer and guided Remus through the process of changing his password. And it shouldn't be Joe. Yeah. It should be Alan. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I was wondering. I'm, I'm looking for something to write it down on so I can confirm. But I'm in the office with all this paper. You'd think I'd have something I could write with. I'm so, wow. I, I just found like three things right on my desk. And that usually never happens to me. Let's see. The printer's got paper. 
Here we go. We're going to hear me rolling around on this chair and people are editing and we're going to go, what in the heck is that sound? So, where are we? We are in chapter eight? Yeah, I think so. Right, Scott, you have to stay here. No! No staying! Go no staying. forward! I don't know. Chapter eight. I'm a little punch drunk mm -hmm. right now. Are you? Yeah, I'm tired. Not sleeping well. I'm sorry to hear that. That's all right. They're um, in the neighborhood, and it's awful. Um, there's been a ra there's been rapists cruising uh, around. Not good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, so I've been a little paranoid lately because they they're, they're yeah they're targeting targeting single women in in um in apartments. So I'm like, mm, nice. Potterfic Weekly is not responsible for anyone who decides to try the following. And, surprise, surprise, shoots their partner in the face at 3 o'clock in the morning. You know what we finally got around here? The, you know, you get mace or pepper spray, but you mm -hmm. have to be pretty close to them for that to work. Yeah. And somebody told us wasp spray. Oh! it's got a range on it a good oh, 10 yeah, feet. Huh? And I tell you what, if you hit somebody in the eyes with that, it's going to stop them. Oh, you know, that's, that's, a, that's a good idea. And I don't know how huh. legal that is, but... You know Seems what? To you me, if you're a single woman and there's a man coming into your house, you could pretty much do anything. He's Is he back off, yet? No, he's offline. So we'll just keep going. We'll All right. Wait for him. Um, so Joe's taught him how to to uh, change his password from the random string of characters, and he tries to come up with a good password. And and not it's not Joe, it's Alan. Although that's what yeah. it says here is Joe. Alan says, if you use Dora, I will personally ransack all your files. So he comes up with a Loamora because... It which, means nothing! Yeah, I know. Could figure it out, but none of the muggles are going to figure it out, so he's not so worried about it. Yeah. Then he goes through classes and... Unless they're a Harry Potter fan. Mm, that's true. But since this is a Harry Potter fiction, there shouldn't be muggles that are Harry Potter fans because that just gets creepy. Oh, fine. <laughs> He's late to the detention, and then Scott already talked about how he, uh, how Dudley just couldn't stand it anymore, and he mm -hmm. was trying to talk Remus into doing it, and Remus is, the mouse is sticky, so Dudley pops the mouse apart and sticks his little finger in there, which is so funny to me, because I'm sure I'm surprised that, he can get his little finger uh, in there. That's it. He's got pudgy fingers. You know he does. I think, I don't think there's any, um, hard little... Oh my god, that sounds horrible. Let's edit that out. I don't <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Anyhow, um, yeah. There. I don't think there's. You know what? I'm just gonna stop. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so he uh, he reaches his little finger inside the the cover of the mouse and he pulls out some pieces of dried food and stuff and snaps it back together and tells Remus to try it. Hey, that works much better. So, and Remus wants to put his finger in and he puts his finger in and he kind of gets zapped and mm -hmm. that deadly's like, see, you're kind. You're kind. And Remus plays dead a little more. So, plays dumb. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So, he, there you go. Dora shows up as a... Uh, She's pretty much like, hmm. Thank God. He's probably like, oh, thank God. Yeah, I know. She says, hi, I'm his wife. And you're, and Remus is like a student. And Dudley glares at her and says, you know who I am. And stomps out. Mm, they have a conversation. She goes, oh, I guess he knows, huh? <laughs> yeah. So they decide, she decides she's going to go home with him. Because he actually feels pretty good. Because sleep actually, you know, helps. Yeah. And they wander in and 
they're in a pretty cheerful mood, so not even Mrs. Black can bring them down. And they, uh, Sirius is offering them drinks. Doris says, well, maybe a butter beer. And Sirius is like, I can give you more. I can give you fire whiskey or mulled mead. And Remus is like, uh, since when are we, you know, offering her the hard stuff? But when they lay around on the couches and talk and end up getting into a transfer transfiguration war, which I think is hysterical. Oh, I loved it. I can just imagine what that place kind of looked like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just... I like it. Uh, what was it? Oh, she scrunched up her current face, Bill Weasley. <laughs> 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 then she's morphing to all the member <laughs> of the members of the. Wait, Doris now stretched out on the floor, was morphing into female versions of all the male order members. <laughs> yeah, because try as she might, she can't figure out how to become a man. And she's really bummed about that because she figures if she can be a man, then she can infiltrate them and find out all their dirty little secrets that they don't share with anybody. And Remus and Sirius are like, what dirty little secrets? We we don't have secrets. What are you talking about? He says, well, I find out all the old people's secrets when I'm morphed old. There, there must be man secrets. So they have this transfiguration war where they have to turn things into animal, vegetable, or mineral. And the poor candlesticks are now wandering around like cats. And pretty soon they all just kind of fall asleep on the floor and on the couches. And okay, can I? Okay, can I do my favorite line? Sure. Chicken. Anna, what? Garvey. Anna Garvey thinks Remus has a cute bum. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. Uh, sorry, I found out. Just, I mean, well, he does. Come on. Of course. Hello. Oh, speaking of, I went and saw Warhorse last weekend. Okay. He's in it. David uh, Thu he, David Thewlis is in the first part of War Horse. Did I, he get did he get blown up again? No, he's the mean landlord. Oh, okay. But yeah, I I had no clue he'd be there and they gave him a huge nose. Oh, there was a um there was a funny it was like one of those um uh, they interviewed the the actors and he did this one and I can't remember. It's Oh, it's it's one of the, it's a, it's another war movie and but it's back in like Roman not Roman times I think it's during the the Crusades or something like that and he got his head cut off he goes I keep all he's like I I love it when I get my head cut off I keep all my heads <laughs> so he has all these heads of, I can just you just imagine going into at least one room you see all the like dead heads of him <laughs> oh no severed heads of <laughs> what is this from now? David Thewlis <laughs> says that whenever he gets beheaded in a movie, he keeps his severed heads. Uh, I see. We, we were talking about Remus, and I had to say that I saw War Horse and was surprised to see David Thewlis was in War Horse. So. Well, I've been purely <laughs> podcasting away to myself about random things, so if any of them actually happen to fit in, you can use them. But <laughs> Slick. Well, we kind of kept going. We're just finishing up the Transfiguration War, and Molly's going to catch them all sleeping in the room together. Mm, that's about where I am, too. They're already having breakfast, but pretty okay. close. Yeah, I like um, Remus wakes up. Sirius is already awake and kind of gone, and she says, Doris says, I meant to go home, and Remus says, I'm glad you stayed, and Sirius says, if the pair of you are quite finished with your morning flirt, we may have a small problem. And Doris says, what time is it, Remus? Holding up her arm, and he squints at the what watch. What time is it, Mr. Wolf? Six o'clock. Yeah, really. <laughs> she says, unless there's Death Eaters in the room with us, I'm going back to sleep. No, it's not Death Eaters in the room, it's Molly Weasley downstairs. 
Yeah, Ooh, she's in the kitchen. Don't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't do anything. Motor rolled over. Yes. I like that um, apparently transfiguration duels are common enough that she can recognize the aftermath of one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see that with, you know, Bill and Charlie. We'd probably get into that kind oh, of thing. Oh, I was going to say, the twins. Oh, yeah. Oh, eventually, yeah. But, and we, first there's uh, serious having uh, great fun teasing Remus about Dora. Yes. Remus is rather adept at not responding to these things by now, so mm-hmm. it doesn't work out well. Yep. And uh, Dora's like, did she see me? And they, Remus is like, well, we could pretend like you're just coming in the door. And Dora's like, or we could just say good morning, Molly. Breakfast smells <laughs> lovely. And Remus looks yeah, over yeah. her shoulder and, eh, there she is. Whoops. <laughs> Molly, Molly lets her know she's a grown woman. It's her choice if she wants to throw her reputation away. Yeah. Oh, jeez. It's like, okay, just stick. Okay, you see that knife that's in my back? Just twist it a little bit more here. <laughs> yeah. As long as they're careful not to do this sort of thing with the children around, they should be all right. Yep. Um, Molly, do you remember what you did when you were in school? <laughs> mm. I bet yeah. your children are probably trying to do twice as much. Oh, yeah, don't curse her. Oh, wait, we're talking about the twins. Never mind. Mm-hmm. And they're not just having transfiguring transfiguration duels. No. Nope. <laughs> no, I imagine the twins were pretty popular. We don't hear uh, much about that, but I imagine they were pretty popular. Again, it was all Harry Harry's point of view. And mm-hmm. Harry doesn't understand those things. He doesn't notice those things. Right. Because Harry is done. That's fair. Well, Harry has other things on his mind. <sighs> Still. You got hormones, people. Oh, <laughs> uh, well. Okay. Anywho. And Molly has worked out what Remus's assignment is. Yes, because he's happy, so he must be teaching. Yep. Damn Molly, she's too observant. She is. She's good at this game. Well, I don't. I think she knows what her kids do, but I don't think she wants to acknowledge. <laughs> <laughs> she has an inkling, but she really doesn't want to know. Yeah, sometimes it's better to keep your head in the sand. It depends. Oh, excuse me. Dang it. It depends on. I thought coming over here and hardlining it in would work so much better. Is he off again? Yes. And it says he's offline again, even though he still shows his green for me. And of course, Dudley is dropped by before Remus even gets to, to work. And there's a message from Alan that says, Dursley stopped by this morning to tell you to check your email. And so Remus muddles his way in and he finds a uh, email saying, here's my essay for tonight. I'm not coming to detention. I'm going to boxing practice. You can't make me come. And the essay's not a very good one on Hitler liked magic too. And then Dora comes by for lunch and Remus says, can I ask you something? And she says, oh, never. He (laughs) says, I'm thinking about Dudley. What about the statute of secrecy? And she says, he's basically Harry's brother. He knows he doesn't count. And Remus is like, cool, I'm going to tell him. And she's like, are you sure about this? Yeah, what? Mm. But, yeah, he's going to tell him. He's going to play a hunch here and see what happens. And we'll see. And off she goes back, and he goes back to classes, and Dudley's at the back of the room yelling, did you get my email? And he says, see me after class. Uh-oh. Dum-dum-dum-dum. Dum-dum-dum. So, then they, yeah, have they, a- they go. Th- they have class. Mm-hmm. I like Dudley. He goes, did you get my ready extra essay? Yeah. I have boxing practice. 
Right. And he's like heading out the door and Remus calls him back. He doesn't want to do it. And Remus uses his wand to slam the door. And Dudley's eyes just get huge. Mm-hmm. And he's just totally, and he's terrified. You you can't. You're, you're not allowed your, Remus is like, I'm not underage. Have a seat. Dudley's mm-hmm. like, oh, It's no. like, oh, crap. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, because he's only dealt with one wizard, really, is Harry. I mean, mm-hmm. that we know of. So he's always done that. So that's, that's cool. I like that. Well, and, you know, Hagrid, who gave him a pig's tail. and Yeah, I can understand. Yeah. I think this is when Remus does something wrong. And he's, then he admits, he admits to them. He goes, I can't do a lot of magic here. But I can do a little bit. I just like, I'm like, don't tell him that. Make him think. <laughs> like, you Hi, can sweetie. <laughs> I got a doggie. You got a doggie. I don't know what happened to my cat. I didn't. I think she's mad at me since I threw the yarn at her. Oh, you're so mean. I know. I'm I'm a mean girl. You are. So, hang on. This might be Scott. Mm-mm. Kelly. No, it's Kelly. Yay! <laughs> oh. <laughs> 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 I was going to say, who was that? That's funny. Come here, baby. I have an idea that Skype oh, doesn't Scott! work. Um, doesn't seem to like having Audacity recording at the same time, so I'm, I have stopped that. I'm going to try and see if it quits kicking me off so much now. Okay. Kelly's here, and uh, but she says that she's coughing and stuff, so she's not going to make it either. So we'll just go as far as we can and then make it up. How far are we okay. supposed to go, anyhow? I think 14, seven chapters. Okay. 14 is what you said. Um, we can keep going after that if we're on a roll, but yeah. yeah. How far did you get whilst I was... Just started Chapter 9. Okay. Um, we're going to call Kelly real fast, but I have a feeling we're going to end up kicking her off because I don't want to end up coughing. I was going to say you're going to end it a little bit because I know I, I just did a couple little coughs there. Hey. That's right. We're all sick. <laughs> Sorry, no, you oh, don't have dear. to do it. We got Scott back. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to have to talk and cough because I know how you you cough the minute you start talking. Yeah, and I've talked all day long, so and yeah. it's it's mm-hmm. kind of I'm losing my voice as you can probably hear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, say, I have a theory like that uh, Skype I've and got... Audacity hate each other, so I've stopped recording with Audacity, and immediately Skype came back again. So oh, I think boy. probably yeah. <laughs> Well, no worries. Go to bed. Drink some hot tea or a hot toddy and go to bed and feel better. Not toddy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anything you want to say? (laughs) Quick about shifts or no, we'll just let you go before you start coughing. Um, I think it's very interesting to read this from the uh, standpoint of somebody besides Harry. Mm -hmm. So it's been really interesting. I love that. And, uh, you know, just like I know that you're just starting on chapter what you're on chapter eight probably by now chapter eight or nine, nine. but uh, um you know having uh, they're trying to figure out how to talk to dumbledore and oh my god dolores is in charge of the hogwarts and these people are all crazy and you know it's it's interesting to see how the weasleys reacted to percy's interview you know and things like that so it was it's interesting it's uh i like it it's good Cool. Well, thanks for dropping in on your sick bed. Okay. Sorry, all. Everybody, have a okay. good weekend. I'll talk to you all later. All right. Good night. All right. Good night. Get better. Yeah. Thanks. Okay. Oh, okay. So, all right. Dudley confronts. Uh, Remus confronts Dudley. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. 
<laughs> then he does something even totally stupid and gives him his wand. <laughs> no, like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't do this, but I have a gut feeling he's not going to break it. Please don't let him Aww. break it. Please don't let him break it. <laughs> and he explains to Dudley that he's there to protect him, even though Dudley doesn't quite believe him. And Dudley is really sure that Remus or his whoever he works for are the ones that made Joe sick so that Remus could have the job. And yeah, Remus keeps trying to explain to him that that's not the case, but he won't. He doesn't believe him. And he calls him a freak. And he, he tries to talk about Harry and he says, you know, Remus says, I know that you try to talk about, about him and you can't. And that must be really frustrating for you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Sorry, I'm, I'm and Dudley's convinced that this door. he got, um, that he knew uh, or was behind something happening to Joe. That um, it was Remus's cronies who got rid of Mr. Levinson so Remus could come in and be the teacher. Right. So, and then he, Dudley gets mad and storms off and says, I'm going to boxing. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. And Remus kind of s- sits and tries to think about whether there was anything different he could have done. It didn't go the way he'd wanted it to, but what exactly did he need out of this? And yeah. And, uh, and I was like, how's the pet project going? Pet, <laughs> pet project not going well? No. <laughs> <laughs> I like this line. I tried to talk to him. He used to dislike me in a general sort of way. Now he dislikes me in particular. <laughs> <laughs> Alan's That's like, progress. That's progress of sorts. Yeah. And they kind of keep bumping into each other. As uh, Remus is leaving the grounds one day, Dudley and Piers are sitting on the steps smoking, even though it's against the rules. Mm-hmm. And they just, you know, take it out and grind it out, and that's it. Yeah, kind of start back over again the minute that he's out of sight. And they decide to clean the parlor on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Remus finds it unnerving because it looks so weird. Mm-hmm. Sirius refuses to help because he doesn't like the parlor. Right. And he, he's got a letter from Ginny, and it says if she's tried to code something into it, it was very obscure, and he didn't pick up on it. So he gave it to Dora to read, and Dora says, no, I think it's just a, a letter. Does she always write to you? And he said, well, a couple of times. Well, either she's just being nice or she has a secret crush on you. <laughs> of course she has a secret crush. Uh, yes, thank you. Hello? From Miss Lupin here. Everybody has a secret crush on him. <laughs> I love that they're talking and all of a sudden she's screaming, Remus Lupin, will you be careful with that? And he's like, what? And he's chopping Wolfsbane without paying any attention to it. And it's all over the knife and everywhere. And he's almost cut his finger. And she's like, you're going to poison yourself. That's it. You do not get to brew Wolfsbane. End of story. Mm-hmm. No soup for you. No soup for you. Thus ended any hope Remus had of self-sufficiency. <laughs> <laughs> so here we go. This is the reason he married her. Just for her Wolfsbane. <laughs> Nothing. He's just trying to commit suicide by distraction. Yeah, I know. I like, I like serious. Why did Remus blow up? He comes yep. thundering down the stairs. What happened? Did something yeah. explode? No, no explosions. Not quite that dramatic. Dudley is slowly uh, resuming his old self, having apparently realized that Remus wasn't actually going to torture him at a moment's notice. Well, that's good, because, you know, Remus secretly wants to do that. He's just maintaining not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Daniel Morse starts his history club. Yay! Yay! 
And Alan Garvey says, you got to come to the annual end of the warm weather to do. Yep. So they decide that they're going to do that. Man, those, those teachers party, man. They do. Mm-hmm. These teachers do. I, I don't party like this. It's... <laughs> I don't remember my parents partying like this. You need a better crew or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And uh, they have to um, create a phone number for uh, the Lewises because Anna has been looking for it because she was going to phone Dora to stop Remus from blowing off the picnic Mm -hmm. (laughs) or forgetting. Yep. So she puts one in her dad's study so that they can have a phone number. Mm -hmm. That's cool. And they end up deciding that they're going to take Sirius as a dog to the party. Because they don't trust him not to try to sneak out for the Hogsmeade weekend. Which yeah. is sure to scare Harry half to death. So, you know, we have to maintain him. The best way to do that is to put a leash on him. <laughs> yeah. Sirius says, oh, are you going to dock house points? And ten points from number 12, Gribbled Place. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it's a house. Yep. And then Remus has this really funky dream where he's in the classroom mm-hmm. and James Potter's there and Sirius is there. Peter, who's sullen, but sitting in Dudley's favorite place, even though he's they shouldn't be there. And Snape's there teaching the class and wants to know if anyone can tell the signs of a werewolf attack. <laughs> and Lily is watching even and she's her, you know, the age she would have been, even though the rest of them are 15. And Dora's dead on the table, so she's the teaching tool. Oh, yeah. yeah. And of course, mm-hmm. Hermione's hand shoots up. Sir, a werewolf lives nearly everything behind. And she stands by her desk, smelting style, instead of staying in her desk as she would at Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. So, and then they force Remus into transforming. Well, they, Snape, forces Remus into transforming and tells him to attack Dora. And she's, no! No! Aren't you interested in teaching these children, Snape sneers. And Hermione's like, that's a perfectly normal way for the werewolf to behave. <laughs> <He's> like, no. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting weird. sort of dream, but mm-hmm. yeah, weird. Yeah, and he's just, you know, freaking all out. And I, I love this little banter. He's told to attack, and Lily says, I'd rather you didn't, not in front of Harry. And James says, I agree with Lily. And Remus says, there's a shock. <laughs> and she does put good banter in here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the part that freaks him out the most is having Lily there with the white in her hair and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. it's seemed variations of before, but it's strange. Anyhow, Sirius gets to come to the party. Yay! Yay! Yep. And they, they take him in the car. Disillusioned. Mm-hmm. And we find out a little about his uh, financial woes because he got a check from Smeltings, but by the time he paid off his several bills, he's got very little left. And it's interesting. I love the way that she's kind of gone back and he's got a old um, rent due before three months back rent over which he'd been evicted. And the landlady had also said that he damaged the floor, which wasn't true. Mm-hmm. And there was some bills that he had from when his parents had tried to take him to different healers and stuff like that to try to get him cured of his lycanthropy. Did I say that? That's not quite right. I think well, that's you, pretty, yeah, close. pretty much. Right. I was listening to somebody else say it the other day, and they said it very differently than I would say it. So yeah. I was like, It's close enough. Who cares? Okay. We know what you're like talking about. Yeah. And he's also paying muggle taxes because he's being a smeltings teacher. So. Right. 
out of the roughly a little over 2000 pounds. That's pretty good. That's a whole lot more than mm. I make. <laughs> he had about seven. Uh, Smell things is a private school, you know? Yeah. Through October. Well, I'll yeah. go teach at Smell things. Although it's probably an all boys school. They wouldn't let me in. Darn. Yeah. You'd have to be a faculty wife. So they take the charm off Sirius so he can bound out of the car Mm -hmm. normally. And um, he gets a greeting from Anna, just as the rest of them do. And apparently um, she made Alan buy him an extra steak. (laughs) And uh, Dora tries to blow that off for a tin of dog food, but uh, Sirius isn't having that. Oh, no, 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 he likes that steak idea. (laughs) And he barrels off to play with the little kids. It's a great mm-hmm. old time with the kids. Yeah. He's a big kid himself, so. Mm-hmm. And Remus goes and sits by Joe, and they have another chat. Mm-hmm. So. Joe's grandchildren and Blythe's grandchildren who are playing with Sirius. Mm-hmm. And Blythe's the headmaster. Right. Yeah, that's right. And, okay. And we find out that Dudley passed his surprise quiz, and Joe wants to know if it was a multiple choice quiz, and Remus is like, I don't care for guessable quizzes. The short answer ones. Mm-hmm. He's not making friends among the students. Not that way, anyhow. No. Yeah. Um, and he's been sitting there getting quietly drunk, Joe has. So Remus kind of prods him into a sunnier part of the garden away from all the booze. And he says, that's okay, but I don't want to be close to the grandchildren because I don't like them to see me like this. Mm-hmm. And they talk about what he'll do when he gets back and... Joe is pretty sure he's not going to be coming back. Mm-hmm. Tries to get into the kitchen and help, but the women kick him out because they want to have girl talk. Mm-hmm. They can't talk about him if he's in there, so he needs to go. Oh, yep. that's so cute. They just finally got rid of Alan. <laughs> <laughs> so he ends up going over to talk with the kids and make sure that Snuffles is being good. One thing, mm-hmm. uh, now I lost where we were, sorry. That's all right. It's close to the bottom. About an inch hey, up. Hey. Okay. A granddaughter is saying Snuffles is a wonderful dog. Uh-huh. Dinner was delish- delicious. Alan does not need help with steaks. Apparently not. They all seem very comfortable and friendly with each other, which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. And Remus is kind of, he's enjoying himself. He's thinking, you know, he could spend more time being Raymond Lewis. He could be this person. Mm-hmm. But... But if he does, then he what happens to Joe? Yeah. And besides, it'd be a pain doing the appearance charms all the time. Yeah. And we find out that Sirius was working. He was choosing yeah, with those kids. Mm-hmm. This is the true sign of how kids are so damn observant. Mm-hmm. And when you don't mm-hmm. think they are, and they tell everything. They do. Apparently oh I God. was like that. Mom all likes to tell the story like of how they they were always nervous being up in the choir on Sundays because I would go and uh, sit with all the old ladies and they would fight over who got to sit next to me. And then after that, they'd come up and say, guess what we heard today? (laughs) (laughs) Oops. Oh, that's the way my son is. I mean, half the time I'm just like, someone's like, oh, your son. And I'm thinking, oh, God, what does he say? Well, man. But apparently, Ellie Levinson has overheard Joe talking about that blonde woman at the pub. Mm-hmm. And they figure it out, it must be narcissism. <laughs> Did you hit the mute button when you do that? No, I didn't. It had that mute button sound to it. Narcissa, yes. We think it might be Narcissa. Maybe Narcissa. So, they're gonna and maybe have... Remus says, you know, there are other blonde witches than her, but 
Yeah, but that's the first thing everybody notices about her, so. Yeah, that hair, it's just like Draco's. Yeah, it's real long. I mean, at least not in the damn movies, it's not. She looks like a freaking skunk. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was weird, but we have uh, covered that before, I think. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. So they wander into a impromptu half-order meeting. There's four-order members sitting around. Looks like Molly and Arthur are there, and Kingsley and Mundungus... And uh, Kingsley's like, uh, if you'd been seen, I'm going to have to arrest you. And Dora's like, I was there. I'm the or on duty. Mm -hmm. so, you don't think I'd let a dangerous fugitive get out if I saw him now, do you? <laughs> Never. Yep. And we find out that Dung was in Hogsmeade, and there's a new defense against the dark arts teacher. And everybody's like, mm. yay! Until they find out who it is. <laughs> dum, dum, dum. Yep. Do I know? Who could it be? With all that talk about the Umbridge cow, Molly called Umbridge a cow. I'm shot. Oh, no, that would be Dora. Never mind. I was going to say Dora. <laughs> I know. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's still there. But Harry's got a new hobby, hasn't he? <laughs> yep. He yep. didn't figure it Lupin out. wins. <laughs> they were in the hog's head. <laughs> Arthur's like the hog's head. Oh, no. Never saw a more conspicuous secret society in my life. Secret. Yeah. <laughs> and now Molly's having a fit. They could be expelled. Do you realize that? If they're breaking or, school rules. They could be expelled or worse. Expelled. <laughs> <laughs> yep. At the moment, they're not breaking any rules because there isn't a rule about uh, study groups. There will be, but there isn't yet. Yeah, yeah Remus knows. Mm -hmm. Any of my children there? All four of the ones at Hogwarts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well... She wants to write to them right off and tell them to stop. And uh, how exactly is that going to work without immediately tipping off Umbridge? And yeah, yeah. so they managed to calm her down a little bit. Just a little. And they decide that if anybody's going to talk to them, it's got to be Remus because nobody else should do it. And Remus says, nope, Sirius is his godfather. It needs to be him. Mm -hmm. And Molly wants Sirius to tell him and Ron and Hermione that they are absolutely not to get involved in this. <laughs> Remus is like, I rather expect it was their doing in the first place. Mm -hmm. And Molly mm -hmm. and Sirius have a have quite the rivalry going here over Harry. They both mm -hmm. have very strong feelings for him, and they both feel like they're right. And they have very different views on how children should be raised. Yes. Oh, Molly way or the serious way? <laughs> you choose. The serious way, of course, not being very serious at all. No, no not at all. Serious? No. <laughs> so we have uh, somebody Emily Vance comes in and sets off Mrs. Black and so Sirius goes up and instead of trying to shut her up he's arguing with her or whatever it is he does and so Molly decides to go up and have a talk with him Dora said what is she doing and Arthur said taking a risk she was a Gryffindor you know <laughs> yep. so and we find out that they kind of come to an understanding which is good yeah yeah, she's a brave soul. Mm -hmm. She wanted to know if mom was really like her portrait, if she said those things to me. Mm -hmm. So, And they actually had a conversation. Yeah, and they did kind of get on the same page, even if they don't quite agree. They, there's a little bit of mutual respect starting to happen, which is good. Mm -hmm. So, and, you know, he says, I'm never going to get along with her. Probably not, but, you know. They're adults, though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it has sort of made Sirius think a little bit. Yeah. Would things be different if James and Lily had lived? Yeah. Just, you know, maybe. It's really hard to tell. Yeah. And they kind of get to that conclusion as well. 
Who knows? Oh, everything would be different. Maybe. Yeah, it's just hard to know. Then Sirius decides, you know, we should play a prank on someone. Specifically <laughs> my cousin Narcissa. <laughs> yeah, we haven't had a good prank war in a while. Let's let's do that. <laughs> Remus is like, um, how are we going to pull this off? But he's in. I, says, well, I don't know. We'll work on it. We'll get You're in, right? To help Provisionally, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to do anything that'll break my cover or get you caught. Ah, darn, I suppose my best ideas. <laughs> Peace and plan. Peace and plan. Yeah, they spend a pleasant Sunday spinning more and more absurd scenarios for trapping Narcissa and possibly Peter, but then they're not sure if the description of a small man actually fits Peter, so they're not sure they can actually trap him. But yeah, they're going to plan for it anyhow. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's full moon, full moon time again. So Dora's been dropping off or stopping by Wolf, Wolf's Bane, and this time she stopped with a spicy food, and Remus wasn't expecting it. And it's just like, Bleh. Mm -hmm. so I thought it would clear off the wretched taste of that stuff. It clears everything. <laughs> <laughs> and he asks her, if, "When was the last time she saw Narcissa?" And she's apparently been stopping by Andromeda's twice a week to try and convince her to, you know, put off her foolish ways and return to the fold. Yeah, I guess she hasn't given up. I mean, nope. after almost like 20-some years, hmm, you think? Yeah, she's not going to, but oh well, people are stubborn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dora has some questions about this whole idea of whether or not it could be Narcissa, because Voldemort has, was having this whole scheme to catch Harry last year. And kill him in the graveyard and stuff like that. So why would they need the Dursleys? Why would they need Dudley? Why mm -hmm. would Narcissa have been there to do something? So she kind of throws that out there and the boys don't have any idea, but they're sure it was her. So there must have been some reason. <laughs> mm -hmm. And they decide the thing to do is somehow get Andromeda close to Joe so she can examine him for magical injuries because she's a healer. So, so they're coming up with a cover. Yeah, basically, she's going to be Dora's dotty sister, who is into the healing gypsy type magic without it actually being magic, and she's gonna go in and try to cast a spell to find out what's wrong with him without him actually realizing what's going on, which is kind of interesting. So they, Dora goes in and calls. She gives Dora her schedule, and Dora goes in and calls. And the only time the two of them can get together is the next night. Which leaves Remus out of the loop because Remus, it's the full moon. He obviously mm -hmm. won't be there for that. He's not sure he wants her to go alone. And Sirius is very sure he doesn't want her to go alone. But they don't have a whole lot of choice in that. So. I really like how they kind of, I don't know, manipulated that. Uh-huh. And they tell um, Andromeda about the staff parties and how they get together and talk. That The, the parties aren't really for especially the cards aren't really to play cards. They just like getting together and talking and that Joe's wife, Miriam has been desperate and they've been trying to do all kinds of different things, all different kinds of healing things and stuff. Mm -hmm. She's got him drinking herbal tea and she had the Chinese doctor poke him full of needles. Yeah. And so they work out what Andromeda's schedule is going to be because hers is the most fixed because you know, she's the one who has to be there. Right. And then she has a bit of a conversation with Remus when Dora's left the room. Yeah. She wants to know, is this, you know, being together thing, is it just part of the cover or is there more to it than that? And he's like, well, it's just part of the act. And she's like, oh, shoot, good. <laughs> and she's like, whoops, I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. And he has never 
consciously thought of it being anything else. Right. He's just shocked by the very question. Yeah. And I'm sure if the question had been asked to Dora, although Adrama didn't want to ask Dora because Dora would not have let her forget that she'd asked it, that the answer would have been very different. Because I think Dora really does have a crush on him. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't know about it. Yeah. So Sirius is a bit displeased because here Andromeda and Dora are going to find out about Narcissa and he doesn't get to and it was his plan to start with and yeah. Yeah. So he's all in a huff. Well, let me know if there's anything I can do. Yeah. And then there's another full moon which is, you know, annoying and awkward and all the usual things and people keep inviting him to a football game. Yeah, inviting him here and there and there and here. Man, I've never, I've never seen a place so damn sociable. I know, it's a <laughs> sociable place. <laughs> then we change to chapter 11, and we are with Gilderoy Lockhart, and of course Ted Tonks. And Gilderoy's realizing it's the full moon, and wants to know if there's werewolves out there, Mr. Tonks. I just love it, I'm sorry. Gilderoy is just so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the yeah. nurses love him too. He's much a nicer person without his memories. He is. He, 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 it's just such an innocence. That's what it is. It's just mm-hmm. such an innocence. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. got him practicing his name for Dora or for yes. Andromeda. Because mm-hmm. he's just he's trying to remember his capital G. This is our, the second of the interlude chapters. So there are bits from different people than Remus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of like it it's because he's in he's in the because he's not in the right mind frame. I like that. I like kind of like the inter, those interlude things. You mm-hmm. see what everybody else is doing around the full moon because we already know Remus is out of his mind right now and he's he's werewolf. Right. So we wouldn't mm-hmm. get any information from him. Other than kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And we find out that Remus told Ted. And Andromeda early on that he was a werewolf because he uh, wanted them to have full disclosure before he became Dora's tutor and certainly before he'd begun to babysit for her. So and so Ted had made it his business to find out everything about lycanthropy as he could. And Dora, Dora, I keep doing that. Andromeda, keep, you know, has done some work on it, too, but nothing's ever really panned out. Mm-hmm. It's nothing to do with Remus himself. It's just something that happened to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're part of that very small group of people that don't see the werewolf as this evil thing that's evil all the time. It's only the one day of the month that he's the evil, and the rest of the time he's human and likable and a friend and all of that. Mm-hmm. And Ted is both more sure and less worried about Dora having a thing for Remus because mm-hmm. he realized, you know, She's just going to do what she's going to do, and he trusts her judgment, whereas for Andy, she's her little girl still. And then we jump to Dudley, who's hunched over his computer because even though he's the boxing champion, if he doesn't get his grades up, he is off the team. Mm-hmm. And so he's doing his best to come up with a decent essay. <laughs> this one's about Hitler, too. Mm-hmm. I love him. When the poncy little git had got himself dictatorial powers by having his stormtroopers scare the, how do you say that? Reich, Reichstag. Reichstag. Into Reichstag. voting for them. Yeah. The poncy little git. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I can just see him saying it too. He's flipped open his textbook and thrown a dart, and that's what he's writing his essay about. Uh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or I guess it was a marker, but anyway. Bloody essays every week. So much work. Mm-hmm. 
Well, we also find out in the prior chapters we didn't go over that um, Joe or Livingston survived the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. Did he survive it or is it just his family? Um, I think he I survived it. He, he was sent away yeah. by his family and his family stayed. And so his family didn't thrive. I don't think they survived, but he was yeah. sent out of the country. He was saying, you know, um, he doesn't care about remembering Hitler. Hitler should be a footnote somewhere and you should just remember all the people mm-hmm. who were victims. So mm-hmm. Dudley is talking with Piers about, you know, Levinson didn't give this much work. Maybe he'll come back. And Dudley figures, mm, he might just retire. And he has an idea. Maybe we should sneak off the ground sometime and go meet him. And <laughs> Piers is like, if I'm going to sneak off the ground, it's not going to go see an old teacher. Girls. Oh, I want right. to see girls. <laughs> yeah. Smell thinks it's an old boys' school, correct? That's correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he has kind of like a little flashback. And. Mm hmm. Because Piers says the phrase pub girls, and he's remembering this gorgeous, beautiful woman he saw in a pub who was doing strange things to him. Mm-hmm. And she orders him a drink, and then he gets all dizzy, and the world seems to grow thin. thin. Yeah, and then Levinson mm-hmm. is there and yeah. calls her name and says, him away. He says, nah, you can go broke on pub girls. i got to finish this essay. And then we're back to Andromeda and Dora, because... They've dressed her up as the new age gypsy type. And yeah. she's like, are you sure this is a muggle look? It's kind of weird. But um, <laughs> yeah. it's camouflage. You're meant to look a little strange. Yeah. And they sort of tie the scarf around where her wand is so that she can use it strapped to her wrist. But nobody can really see it. As far as they didn't put a like sticking charm on it. Yeah, well, they may have. And... She says, now, Mom, you can't call me Nymphadora. You just can't. <laughs> call me Dora. So, but yep. you can use Andromeda because they'll think that you made it up to go with your new agey stuff. Mm-hmm. And Joe's like, do we really have to do this? I don't want this. And Miriam's like, hey, it's too late now. You can't, you can't turn him away at the door. Mm-hmm. So, it seems so weird. Lewis is such a sensible fellow, and, and he makes the noise that means I'd love to argue, but I can't win. Right. <laughs> So I'm not even going to try. But they get there, and, and she immediately kind of goes into doctor mode, and they see it, or at least Miriam sees it, and she catches herself and goes back into gypsy mode. So Miriam's like, oh, well, I, I must not have really seen it. And she she knows the minute she sees him that he's been spell damaged. She doesn't even really have to run a diagnostic on him, but she does, and she figures out. And then she does a bunch of scourgifies around because everything he touches leaves the curse on it. And so it just weighs down on him more and more and more because it just kind of redoubles and redoubles and redoubles because more and more of it's there around him kind of a thing. So it's, it's yeah. particularly a nasty curse. So She's been sprinkling the place with dried parsley that she's transfigured so it doesn't look quite the same. <laughs> I hope she changed the smell a little bit too because it has a pretty distinctive little smell. But yeah. Mm-hmm. And they have some sandwiches and then... When Dora heads off to the toilet, she has a conversation with Miriam that's a little weird because they're all jealous of her for over Raymond. <laughs> yeah, because of the way she looks at him or they look at each other. And now, of course, Andy's like, I thought that it wasn't like this. Of course, you don't ask Remus. He's the clueless one. Mm-hmm. Of course he is. Yeah. And she's not even sure why this is bothering her so much because, you know, she's not 
known very much about Dora's romantic life through various times. And she's 23 years old. Of course, she can date someone, but it's just she's kind of panicky. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Miriam says, are you okay, dear? And she's like, uh, I'm tired from the negative energy cleaning. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> yep. And we find out that they need to get him into St. Mungo's somehow because he's got this bad curse on him and they need to get rid of it. Mm -hmm. so. And she, so she, he needs a full examination, which she can't do when she's pretending to be a gypsy. Yeah, but she says, you're very good at your job, Nymphadora. And Dora's like, yeah, thank you. You weren't bad yourself. And she's like, I was sure I was going to say something wrong. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you're comfortable with the people. And Dora says, yeah, I can kind of morph myself to be with, you know, whatever any whatever people want. So it just makes it easier. You can, mm -hmm. you can pretend. It's, it, yeah. And Andy's just sort of looking at her and realizing how much she really is a black, even though she herself doesn't like to hear that. But. Mm -hmm. Although she definitely is a Tonks as well. Doris says, and she says Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Mom, is something wrong? No, why? You've been looking at me strangely for three miles now. <laughs> I just love you. Oh, nothing important. Oh, is that, that all? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and then we have Sirius being depressed at number 12. He's in a Because it's empty. Yes. Yep. He doesn't know what to do. He hasn't told Remus that Umbridge almost caught him the last time he was in the fire because everybody told him so, and he doesn't want anybody to tell him so again. So, mm -hmm. And he's getting drunk. Yeah. And he's angry that Remus and Dora get to have this this adventure, and, you know, it's not your fault. And he knows it's kind of a misguided anger, but he's angry anyhow, so tough. <laughs> mm -hmm. And he's all alone, so he decides he's going to go outside to basically the graveyard, the courtyard, but the graveyard, and he goes and sits on Remus's stone and pours fire whiskey on the ground so he can share the fire whiskey with his brother. And yeah. well, just thinks, one for my homies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be um, Regulus or Regulus or however you pronounce it, not yeah. Remus. No, that's true. Seeing as Remus is, you know, not dead. Not dead yet. And I love he has this thought about, you know, it'd be nice to get married, but he doesn't know any good single girls, and the ones that he does know are attached. Except for Minerva. <laughs> that would be weird. sure that would be a good idea. Yeah. You know, he liked her. He liked her as a teacher, but she just, she, she's just not yeah. what he thinks of that way. No. Mm. It's good to know he wasn't that drunk. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Thank God. And then we have a crashing, banging, and Remus is pulling himself up on the bottom stair, and he's bleeding. He's cut himself really bad. Mm -hmm. He broke a chair while he was transforming back and then got stabbed by it. And... So he has to heal him, and he's got to get to Andromeda's, because that's where the phone is, to call Smeltings. And say he can't come in. And he's and... Just, Dora will do it. And he's like, well, who's going to call Dora? But Dora shows up just in time. Yay, Dora. Yay. Mm-hmm. So they sent her off to call. He puts mm -hmm. Remus to bed. She promises to come over for dinner to let him know about what happened the night before at Joe's house. And she gives him a hug from Andy. And he says, and give it back and a kiss on the cheek. And we're on to chapter 12. Yay! Moving right along. We're cruising here. Mm -hmm. So Remus is waking up just past noon. I always wonder how people in books and stories manage to figure out when it is by the light quality and stuff. Mm -hmm. I can, I would try no, to I'm do not that, that good. it doesn't, no, I can't do it either. No. I've tried. Mm -hmm. It does have some sort of an effect. I think that's why 
Uh, I seem to be defaulting to waking up around 10.30 at this point because that's when the light comes into my room. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't necessarily tell you if I woke up at some other time, oh, it must be uh, 8.15 because of the whatever. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) if it was like, oh, hey, dawn's just breaking, it must be 6 o'clock, that's understandable. But after the sun's already up, it's kind of hard to tell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The sunrise this morning was absolutely gorgeous. I will have to say that, though. Mm, it's nice. Yeah, it's fun. So Remus sort of drags himself out of bed. Mm-hmm. He's not feeling too great today, but he knows he has to get up. The transformation after Halloween 81, he just didn't get out of bed, and he almost stayed in bed for a week or something like that. And yeah, it, I think he probably got almost died because he missed a Sunday lunch with the Tonkses, and Ted came over and found him and took him to St. Mungo's for a week. Because he was mm. in such bad shape. Because he'd basically just given up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's promised himself he's not going to ever do that again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Remus wasn't a fighter like Sirius or James. He didn't enjoy fights as Peter did. He wasn't a hero like Lily or fearless like Dora. But he'd be damned mm. if he ever just gave up again. Yeah. So he makes his way downstairs and meets up with Sirius, mm-hmm. who is feeling like he should have listened to some more of his mom's lectures just to know what she's done with things. Yeah. <laughs> There's got to be some way to get this sticking charm off this painting. Mm-hmm. He's got a shepherd's pie in the oven. Mm-hmm. Or, no, it's got a warming charm on it. From last, last that's night. what it is. Yep. It's kind of like having it in the oven. Mm-hmm. He wants to know, Remus wants to know if Sirius is going to eat, but he's already done. So Sirius asks yeah. about the wound in his side, and Remus has already forgotten about it. So It's good. He wants to know what's going on with his classes, and Sirius doesn't know because nobody told Dora about that. Mm-hmm. At least you can be sure it wasn't Snape. <laughs> Which is good. Yeah. <laughs> I can just imagine that Snape coming Snape to coming in. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> he would just... The two places... Him and the place would annihilate each other or something. Yeah. I, I don't it's know. Just, it's giving me the chills just thinking about it. <laughs> don't lie to me. <laughs> yeah. I think that would be, you know what, that would be another great, like, one-shot. Mm-hmm. They coming in to help Remus. And <laughs> smell things. That's smell things. That's just wrong. <laughs> I'd give five house points. No, I'll give ten house points if someone can write me one of those. <laughs> and I'm not allowed to give house points. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll finagle it somehow, will you? Yeah. yeah, if it happens, I'll have to re-listen to the podcast again after a year. <laughs> yeah, you can always be prefect. Scott's looking for a prefect. Now. <laughs> Aww. Aww. I was a horrible prefect. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the prefects actually have much to do anymore. But... Yeah, there's not a whole you lot. Know. Show up everyone's well. But... Anyway. They, they're talking and Sirius... Remus tells Sirius that Dora really you know, remembered him after he was gone and thought about him, and she still has the dolls that he charmed for when she was five. And there, it's been so long, but they still, some of them still wander about her flat, drive her cat mad. And, you know, how cool is that to have dolls that are charmed to walk and talk? Although, yeah. they'd scare the snot out of me, so, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry, I don't want a doll to go walk around my flat and go, hello, how are you? And I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just waiting for my cat. I can imagine Sirius having a toy shop, though. 
Mm-hmm. He'd be good with them. Probably the, be good at that. Yeah, he would be. And he asks Remus if he's, you know, like the substitute godfather. Remus never wanted that. Remus was just being his dark arts teacher. But mm-hmm. it's twice now he's used the word substitute. And he adds the uh, definition, an impermanent replacement, a transient post. And mm-hmm. so, you know, that's the... The dreary corner of the employment purgatory, where holding one jobs was entirely dependent on the misfortune of others, and hoping for their recovery was hoping for another long period, scrabbling for spare knuts. 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 Yeah, I think it's knuts. Change. I don't know. Oh, hello, Fleur. <laughs> yep. Small bronze coins. But we shift scenes. Dora comes by for after dinner. And yep. gives them the whole story, morphing characters included. Yep. <laughs> Which would be fun. I can imagine that too. Uh-huh. I'd be like, I mean, honestly, I'd be like, I would want to be your kid just, just for that part of it. That'd be so awesome. It's just like having having like Robin Williams read to me. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> he would do all the freaking characters' voices. It'd be awesome. Damn it, man. What's going on with you? What? Give him a doctor, not a bus boy. I don't know why. What is it about your mind? What is it that does this thing to you? I, try to explain yourself. That's how I, I try to, to do the preschoolers. I try to do it with all, but I mean, I can do it with a little, yeah, like the nice little stories. But I mean, getting Matilda or something like that, or reading something like that. He, he read it really well. I would love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she tells this story about this barmy old bat that they arrested, who claimed she was a Death Eater. And get this, you know who's lover, out to avenge his death. <laughs> she she right. seems a bit out of the loop, apparently. And Remus wants to know if there's a tattoo drawn on her forehead in purple ink. <laughs> yep, absolutely. And I can almost hear it. it's Ron's voice that I hear in my head. A real danger to society, that one. <laughs> Even though it's serious that says it. And she'd already killed all of her pet fish and was working up to eating a spider when they caught her. The mad mistress. Mad mistress. She's scary, all right. Oh, boy. And Remus has some more introspection time. He's thinking about smeltings and how he's getting used to that. And, of course, Alan's... Alan's having some argument or other on the computer. Again. (laughs) He's hitting the keys hard enough to make his fingertips swell. Yep. And he's got a basket, a fruit basket, from all the people who were wishing he'd get well. Actually, it's from Joe and Miriam. Kind of a get well. Oh, right. Thanks for sharing your sister-in-law with us. And <laughs> we found out that Joe was feeling so well that he came in and subbed. But he was feeling terrible again by the end of the day. Yeah, there's a wee bit of foreshadowing there, I believe. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> Alan's interrupted in mid-sentence by someone making a horrible argument on the fate of the Federation and who's in love with them. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. He's. He's worried about the fate of the Federation, which is the main point of what's going on in the show, and they're worried about the shipping. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well. Sounds like Harry Potter sometimes. I can just <laughs> totally see him listening to our podcast, especially if it was more Star Trek related, because he seems just like that kind of person. Yeah. Obviously a geek. Apparently, Joe had a lot of fun with Andromeda. He had all sorts of stories about her now. She mm-hmm. was so entertaining. Yes, he enjoyed himself very much. And he's, they're invited over to play cards, and 
Remus isn't sure because, you know, he shouldn't be taking advantage of the cover so much. He should be getting on with the job. But on the other hand, what's the harm? And so he's uh, pondering mm-hmm. whilst he goes through the rest of his classes. Yes, because he's been given an open invitation. So now it's like, ah, now I have to come up with an excuse every week or, well, I could just go. Mm-hmm. And we know Dora wants to go because Dora has a great time whenever she goes there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... And apparently there's a boy in fourth form who is really interested in Vikings, Mm -hmm. even though that's not actually what they're supposed to be going over in the class. He's really kind of set their minds going. They're all kind of interested in all these different things, and they all want to talk to him about it, which is really fun. Thank you. But Mr. Levinson is there waiting for him. And so Mm -hmm. he talks Mr. Fritz Fritz into coming back later so he and Joe can have a talk. Yeah. Because apparently he left his medicine in the desk, mm-hmm. or else that was an excuse. I'm not sure. Probably a little bit of both. Yeah. So, and he talks to him about that. Boys can tell he's not really there. That he's basically the sub that he was thinking about earlier. That he's not really involved in their lives. That he's a really good teacher, and they all like him. But no one's going to trust him. No one's going to make not advances, but make you know. I don't know the word I want, but he's basically just there. And if he were a real teacher, he would be more invested in them. And so he's mm-hmm. Joe. Joe gives a good lecture here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's not taking any of the extracurriculars or any of the sporting events and mm-hmm. so forth. Yeah. And then Joe's like, well, that was awkward. <laughs> A bit. Mm-hmm. And he, it makes him kind of think about Hogwarts. And he's like, well, you know, at Hogwarts, my door was always open. The kids dropped in to see me, but I lived there. I was there on weekends. I went to Quidditch, even though I don't really like Quidditch. And here is different. I leave every day. I'm not here all the time, even though the kids are always here. So mm-hmm. there, there is some merit into what Joe has said. Yeah. And so he goes over to the bulletin board, or by the gym, and looks at the various clubs because mm-hmm. he thinks he should pick something and uh, he doesn't want to go to a bunch of them but he should pick one at least right and alan meets him over, or not alan i was thinking it was alan but it's not it's one of the kids daniel morse daniel morse sees him invites him to come turns to out fencing yeah turns out he's on the fencing team it turns out that they all need to do sports of some sort or another because mm-hmm. so. Remus is noticing that there are a lot of different sports and things, and that's why, because they have to do something. So yeah. they come up with a bunch of different matches. Different things for them to, to do. So Daniel invites him to go see the fencing, and Remus says he will. Mm-hmm. And they Kind of invites him in mid-sentence because he's babbling nervously. And Dora's bummed because her schedule won't allow her to go. But she does finally make it to one of the things. And I love the uh, names. It's the Iron Coppers against the... What's the other one? I don't see it. The Bronze. bronze the Bronze and, House. Uh, bronze House. Yeah. Probably Silver, I suppose, or something like that. I don't know what the fourth one would be. But. Yeah. And we find out that Dora has given up her apartment and or her flat and has got a flat in Muggle London because one of the things was that when Joe brought in the fruit basket, Miriam had been looking for their address so they could send it, and nobody knew where he lived. So she's now mm-hmm. got herself a, a flat where they can yeah. invite people if they need to or at least have an address. Mm-hmm. And apparently if she had bought it with the money from her granny tonks and mm-hmm. that she's invested and such, you know, he should bring over some of his clothes and things just so it uh, it looks like he lives there. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sirius is like, nosy friends you have if they're going to be checking the, the wardrobe. Mm-hmm. She says, fine, I'll just bring some of Dad's stuff over. Yeah. And then they... Uh, and Sirius is grumpy because they're spending so much time on these covers instead of being there with him. Yeah, paying attention and to they, him. Yeah, He says, uh, you spend more time on that than you spend here with the Order. And Dora says, the Order could help us decorate tomorrow if it could stand being disillusioned on a lead for a bit. Yeah, really. Yeah. Really is talking about him. Well, of course. And she knows it. But when they get back to Grimmauld Place, Kingsley's having a fit because she's foolishly taking him out. And it's their jobs and everything else if somebody sees him and somebody's supposedly spotted him. Not quite in the same area, but, you know, out there nonetheless. So he is on lockdown. He is not allowed out of the house anymore. Mm-hmm. And Remus finds himself staying at Smeltings longer and longer as he's taking on the sponsorship of the History Club, and he's doing all different kinds of games or going to different games and different things with the kids. And yeah, he's mm-hmm. spending more and more time there, getting to know them, and it's working. They're starting to spend more time with him and come to him more often and all of that. So all except for the boxers, because they gave mm-hmm. their trust to Joe, and they're still not sure about Remus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean... It- it's coming to October, and you know what? That's not that bad. I mean, what part of August and September now it's going into October? I mean, like, what, a month and a half? He's getting the trust. That's, honestly, that's pretty darn fast. Mm-hmm. But kids are more trusting, though, too. That's true. And then Halloween night, he goes home, and Sirius is smashed. He's like, oh, look, a stranger in the house. And Remus, for an absolute instance, thinks, leave me alone. I'm happy. I'm happy doing yeah. what I'm doing. Leave me alone. This is your problem, not mine. And then, of course, he shuts himself down. As Sirius is his friend, and Sirius is miserable. We just know he is. Mm-hmm. Stuck in that house with all those bad memories, with all those terrible things and creature. He's just got to be, you know, no wonder he spends so much time as a dog and drinking mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. And, of course, yeah, that it- night it's Halloween. Mm-hmm. And Remus hasn't been paying attention because he's had all the other things to do and besides he's had a number of halloweens to go through whereas for sirius this is his first halloween since getting out of azkaban and it's it's all pretty raw yeah Yeah. i think it's the second one the first one yeah first one is um yeah yeah, you're right Mm -hmm. but he hasn't had remus has spent a lot of time trying not to make Halloween the horrible day when horrible stuff happens. Right. Uh, and Sirius hasn't done that. Sirius isn't there yet. No, because, um, I mean, all the years that he was in Azkaban, he probably didn't know what, it was Christmas. He probably didn't know it was Halloween. He didn't know it was Easter or Valentine's Day or anything like that because mm-hmm. all the days run together. They don't get, they really don't get the newspaper unless the stupid minister gives it to you. But right. that's, yeah, it, um, it's just interesting. The fire whiskey, he charmed it to bring up strong images of subject being toasted it with. I, I I just thought that was a little bit of magic that was kind of kind of wild. I liked it. Yeah, yeah. It mm-hmm. shows that Fern's really thinking. She's coming up with some really cool things. So that's cool. And Sirius wants to know what he sees when he's drinking because they both have, you know, different memories. Mm-hmm. And they start talking about what happened. Sirius says, I killed them. Remus says, it wasn't you. Voldemort killed them. Peter helped. And he says, yeah, but I gave them to Peter. I should have given them to you. Yeah. You wouldn't have broken. You never break. And 
that starts him, you know, talking about. Because they suspected it was one of the three of them. And Sirius knew it wasn't him, so that left either Remus or Peter. It could never have been Peter, because Peter's not that smart, and Peter's not that brave, and Peter's not... So it had to have been Mooney, even though mm -hmm. they didn't have any proof, really. He remembers that actually it was Peter who kept pressing the idea that it might be Remus. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. yeah. Sirius draws up his knees to his chest, and Remus just, you know, they're kind of at an impasse because they both are wishing things were different, and that they'd kind of they trusted each other a little more. And then, of course, the glass shatters to the floor, and Padfoot jumps from the chair. Out he goes. Remus follows him down and puts a blanket over him after he's fallen asleep and goes back to the parlor. Yeah, neither of them mention it the next day. And chapter 13 is called, if you will load, Unsportsmanlike Conduct. Mm -hmm. Uh-oh. Yep, he's back on Friday and Dora's there putting a blanket on the floor and he's like, oh, cool, she's here. And then he's like, oh, wait, she's here because it's that time of the month. And he was so mm -hmm. happy he didn't even notice, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> she pulls out a bottle of wine, and he's like, Dora, I'm in school. She's like, yeah, it's just pumpkin juice. Chill out. I just made it look like wine. Um, and she mentions that Sirius is a bit of a hangover. Mm -hmm. and they talk about how he's been drinking a lot, and they kind of need to look after him a little more if they can. Mm -hmm. Spend more time with him, if at all possible. And we find out that Molly dropped by with lunch for Arthur, and she brought out long enough to share. So... Mm -hmm. And a student pops in looking for Ellen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was going to come to the boxing match, and they changed the time. So, And then he heads off to practice. It's not anybody he recognizes because he's not in the history class. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dora wants to know if they're going to go to the boxing match because they've cheered on everybody but Dudley so far. <laughs> he's like, boxing? Couldn't he have been in the dramatics club? <laughs> yeah. He might actually be good at that. Mm -hmm. Think about it. And Alan comes in and he says, you need to talk to Anna and get her to do these things too. It's great fun. I should tell Anna. Did you in that breakfast circle? <laughs> and she says, come on, invite your own wife. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Then she tells Remus, oh, I forgot. I've been meeting the ladies for breakfast twice a week for two weeks now. It's a club. <laughs> Remus like, mm -hmm. Dora. <laughs> You're having a book club. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Aren't we taking this a bit far? She frowns at him. Get in the car, Raymond. <laughs> so. He's not. This isn't apparently part of the assignment. It's just because she likes them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Anna has a body sense of humor. Mm -hmm. I like it. I think it's funny. Mm -hmm. I can just see it. She's like, I like them. I don't care what you do. I'm going to do it anyhow. But that just he, seems to me that's that's taunts. That's her essence. Right. Hmm. But he points out she still should have told him so that he can be aware she's apparently not there for breakfast twice a week. Uh, oh, that's true. Otherwise, he might have let something slip. Oh, hell, you don't tell your significant others all the stuff that you do either. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm guessing. There you go. But they're supposedly living in the same house, and, you know, they would have breakfast together, so if she's not there, he would know. Yeah. So he invites her to come and watch Dudley Dursley hit people. And she says, what a better way to spend a Friday night. It's a date. And he says, it's an appointment. And she says, okay, I'll mark my calendar. And she comes back with the evening's dose of Wolfsbane potion. Yep. Looking like soup again. Mm -hmm. I've never seen a boxing match. Fighter Apparently team. she has seen a pub fight yeah. between Bill Weasley and Connie Peel. I don't know if Connie Peel showed up in... Uh, no. Over a girl, her. I think. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
And it really was an actual brawl. It wasn't a duel. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they broke things. Yeah. Remus shakes his head. Molly must have been thrilled. She says, I think Molly was a brawler in school. Can't you see it? Someone says something off to Arthur and out comes Molly fists up. <laughs> That's a great image. <laughs> Not my daughter, you bitch. Oh, dear. So. And Bill lost. Well, that girl was just stupid because, I mean, she fancied Connie more than Bill. I mean, hello, a weasley in a towel. You can't get better than that. You don't know. Connie might have been good in a towel. It's a weasley. All right, all right. Just like that. <sighs> and it turns out Joe and Miriam have come to see the match as well. Yeah, and yeah, Joe shouldn't be there. So they go and sit next to them and ask if he's all right. Mm-hmm. And they start playing, We Will Rock You. Remus can't understand the verse because it's too distorted at this volume. Yeah, but Doris, of course, rocking out to the beat. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Joe says, ah, I'm fine, I'm fine. Yeah, they're shouting over the music. You tell your sister she's a miracle worker. Yeah. (laughs) And she... Dora's singing along, and Miriam, Miriam's like, you like this stuff? It's Come on, try it. Sing along. Yep. <laughs> so, the boxing match starts, and Joe spends time yelling instructions from the audience. He's not paying any attention. Mm-hmm. And there's a young man that reminds Remus of Neville, so it's what he calls him, Neville. And he's yep. hanging limply from the ropes. <laughs> Apparently his name is Donaldson, but we don't learn his actual first name. Right. And Miriam, she's like, I hate this, but he loves it. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, oh no, I know. Never Just mind. I mean, I like violence and everything like that. Like, I can watch a hockey fight or a football fight, a baseball fight. But just to see a boxing fight, just regular fight, I just can't fathom it. Just can't think about just going out there and punching someone out, punching someone's face at a sport. Yeah. I can't even it do it with It turns out the... we're confused, by the way. Yeah. Actually, his name really is Neville, but he's nothing like Neville Longbottom. Oh, that's what the... That's uh, oh. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. Oh, that's okay. I was just trying to figure out boxing and... Other kind of fighting like that, weird fighting stuff. Just mm-hmm. can't stand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Remus can't either. He's had too many experiences of watching people get injured and playing Quidditch and stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. It's not his thing. Quidditch, they weren't deliberate injury. Well, of course, throwing a bludger, that's pretty deliberate, but it's not quite the mm-hmm. same thing. And then we have, ladies and gentlemen, on this side of the, the ring, main event. we have <laughs> Dudley Dursley. Woo! <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. He is the star athlete. Woohoo! Everybody loves Dudley. And is and he's a lightweight? You show him. No, it's the heavyweight inner school oh. championship, but he's calling just, the other uh, guy a lightweight. Ah, uh, okay. Joe's yelling that out. Yeah. And the other kid lands a punch on Dudley's jaw and ducks under Dudley's fists, and he's quick and lean, and Dudley's just stunned. And Forrester hits him again. Walk! Like, I mean, she did a pretty good job on describing everything here. It was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then Dudley gets going, and it's just the whole thing is on. Yeah, they reach the halfway point of the match, and Remus looks down at his hands, and he's clenching his fists, and his nails have made dents in his skin, and 
Dora's looking slightly disturbed, but she's sort of ignoring it and talking to Miriam. They're doing their best About to their book the club. Thing. Yeah, Joe. And then, um, yeah, Joe wants to know if he's ever been to a boxing match because he can tell he's looking a little Peaking. awkward. Yeah, he says, well, if this is your first one, I'm guessing it's not something that interests you. Uh, not so much. And, yeah, but Joe's eyes are getting cloudy and he's tired and he's not doing so well. But he's not going to leave right now. Yeah, he needs yeah. Remus to help him back to his seat. Gets him back to sitting down because he's starting to really have a spell. Mm -hmm. And during the seventh round, Dudley gets knocked to the ropes for a minute and Joe tries to stand up and yell something in support and passes out. Yeah. And Dora and Remus are helping carry Joe across out of the or helping stretch him out and they're kind of going to, you know, move him to a hospital. And Dudley has come up behind him and spins him around and uh, knocks Remus out because he thinks he's the one that's doing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's, you know, do you think I don't know? Dudley demands. And he's like, Dudley, I, and then he just goes, you're doing this. You're the one that's causing this. And he just pummels him. So once again, Remus is waking up from blackness. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he seems to do that a number of times in this story. He does. But he knows it's Dora this time because he recognizes her hands, the mm -hmm. light touch of her hands. He says, really, I'm all right. Mm -hmm. And uh, Joe is across from him, says, are you sure? Yeah, I'm fine. Well, you've trained Dudley efficiently. That boy is mad, Miriam says, blaming you for Joe's spell. Mm -hmm. They're apparently suspending him from the team. And Joe and Remus are both like, oh, no, we shouldn't do that. That'll just right. make him feel more isolated. And, and yeah. Miriam's like, the hell with helping him. Both of you honestly worrying about that bullying monster. I like Marion. <laughs> and here comes the uh, doctor. He's like, well, I'm used to treating students. How are the two of you? Mm -hmm. I'm fine. Look at Lewis. No, no, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. No problem. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Luckily, it's not up to either of you to decide that you're fine. Mm -hmm. So he asks them the date and stuff. We'll find out. If, you know, Marion says, I'll make sure he sees his own doctor Monday. He says, I think he should see someone tonight. Just like, I can't rush off to the A&E, which I'm assuming is like the emergency room. Yeah. Every time I get a twinge. Yeah, it's the accident and emergency. And then they come and shine a light in Remus's eyes, which... Uh, Blinds him. It makes, yeah, makes his headache get a lot worse. And then they ask him how many fingers he's holding up, and Remus can't see through the light. Uh, three? Like, uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. And he starts prodding his cheek. Does this hurt? Um, yeah, it's a bit sore. <laughs> yeah, just making sure his cheekbone isn't fractured. Yeah, I like the rock. What are you doing poking about? <laughs> yeah. yeah, and Blythe bursts in looking concerned and wants to know, are they all right? And yep. Joe says, don't worry, I'm not going to sue the school. <laughs> <laughs> How's Dudley? We find out Mr. Dursley is unhurt, but is having a long overdue conversation with Mr. Madden. And they both to convince him not to suspend Dudley. Mm -hmm. And... Dora and Miriam are not in agreement. Yeah. And Blythe says, it's not a question of removing him from the team. We've done that. It's only whether or not to expel him. For striking a teacher. Mm -hmm. uh, and Miriam wants Dora on her side, and Dora's like, I don't know about anything about the team, but I'm all for hanging him up by his ankles, and... Dora! Dora! <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then, yeah, Remus says, Dudley's just confused. We shouldn't suspend him. And Blythe is like, I'm confused. What's going on here? Did you hear him? He's delusional. And they're going to speak to his parents. And the school nurse is going to, you know, the school nurse got him to listen to him about the weight. Perhaps they simply need to be told. Uh, maybe not. Yeah. Remus says, I want to be there. 
to explain what's been happening. And Dora says, what exactly are you going to tell the Dursleys? I don't know. I just want to see them. And she says, he's dangerous. If you keep letting him do this sort of thing, sooner or later he's going to kill someone. And she's saying that from Aura's perspective, not from any other, you know? She she knows. She deals with people mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. But Remus is feeling much more sympathetic because Miriam called him a monster. But yeah. yeah. That's it. And on to chapter 14. Yay! I can't make it, guys. No, all right. We can do this. Good night. Thanks for staying up as long as you did. Thank you. Sleep well. I will. And this is my favorite because I I love the Dursleys. They're so evil and awful and everything else. Oh, you're going (laughs) to miss it. You can voicemail us in. All right. I got to remember. Okay. Oh, excuse me. We'll talk to you later. All right. Good night, guys. Thanks. Good night. Bye. Bye, Trisha. And I have to make it load the right page because it just loaded chapter 13 again. Oh, well, that's not good. I'm glad you, you figured out the uh, Audacity Skype view. Yeah, it's unfortunate because now I can't save things if we screw anything up, but mm-hmm. they don't seem to like running at the same time at the moment. Yeah, well, the- that was funny. <laughs> I was going to say the audio hijacked us well if I remember to hit the right button, so. Yes, that's good. I think we're okay. And that worked for you to call me back. That was cool, too. I actually didn't do anything. I just waited for it to make its little red box go away. Yeah. It says, there are problems with the call. Please wait while we reconnect. Yeah. Yeah. They're heading back to Grimmauld Place. Yes, chapter 14, the Evans temper. They head back, and Dora's calmed down a bit. I like that helping, that shedding the Dora Lewis appearance seems to help her calm down. Mm-hmm. And she keeps tripping over her skirt because she's shorter. Mm-hmm. And he says, why don't you just shrink the skirt? She says, I'd shrink it till my knickers were showing the way I end up with household spells. <laughs> he was like, there's an idea. No, he didn't really say that. No, he just says, <laughs> he's thinking, the only thing holding her back is she refuses to learn them properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, well. She crashes in, but she doesn't wake up Mrs. Black, so that's good. And Sirius is crouched by the hearth, jamming his wand at stubborn soot. As he's cleaning, and he looks at Remus, and he wants to know, what's happened to you? And Doris says, his favorite student. <laughs> mm-hmm. The muggle bloke who looked at him said there wasn't anything to worry about. Well, then we don't have to worry at all. But Remus stops him from healing it, because mm-hmm. he doesn't want it to look weird to, you know, get hit in the face by the boxing champ and then show up at school the next day perfectly fine. Yeah, with no bruises or anything like that. So he just summons the teapot over instead. Yeah, he says, you know, he blames me for Joe's illness, and Joe fainted, so Dudley assumes that I did it. Did we miss the bit where they figured out that it's connected to Dudley? Because they seem to know that here. Yeah, I know. I don't remember hearing that part while I was doing my reread, but I didn't get this far, so I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we must have. Yeah, I'm not sure where that was. Maybe somewhere after Andromeda checked things out. But that he's at any rate, the trigger. Yeah. Yeah. Dudley, Dudley and Dudley's presence seems to be part of what's triggering Joe's illness. I do remember Andromeda said something about it, but it was it was very low key, and so I thought there would be more made of it. That maybe I, that's how we missed it was just because she said that you know if he's around the person he was around when it happened that would be more of a trigger. So I guess that's probably where it happened. So Doris thinks mm-hmm. they should tell him, you know, he's the one doing it, and then he'd stay away from Joe. But Remus isn't sure that's a really good idea. There's so little they can do about it. Then you know 
what can they do? So they just said they need to recruit some healers. That would help. Oh, here we go. It was in Chapter 11. Just before they actually go in, Tonks wants to know, is there something that could be a, a trigger? Um, because they know that he's gotten better since he left Smeltings. Mm-hmm. And they're assuming maybe Dudley. And she says, yes, if a person is cursed, their presence of a catalyst can make it worse. Dudley would be said catalyst. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. So, yeah. uh, you know, Remus says, if we tell him, is he going to believe me? And, or was he just going to assume that I'm lying to him? And if he thinks that I'm lying, then what is he going to do? So, and then all of a sudden, Sirius yeah. starts laughing. But he starts laughing. He says, I always wondered where Lily was in that boy. It was right in the first place. He's definitely got the Evans temper. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, there you go. If Lily thought you'd hexed her favorite teacher, then what would she have done? Yep. Yeah. She would probably have been slightly less permanent than Dudley, but you never know. And then they start talking about Harry. Harry's got a bit of that temper. That night in the Shrieking Shack, he was all James. Till then. Mm-hmm. So Dora's like, I don't mean to interrupt, but uh, what are we going to do about Dudley? Yeah, there is still that to figure out. <laughs> she wants to hang him by his ankles in the dungeon and make him listen to Celestina Warbeck. That sounds. Oh like, no! That sounds like good torture right there. <laughs> and Sirius loves it. Ooh, she is a cruel one. It's the black blood, don't you know? And Remus says, "There's plenty of reasons to be frustrated with Dudley, but this isn't one of them. This is because he's confused and frightened, not because he's a bully." At least yeah. he's able to love someone, mm-hmm. even if it's only his boxing coach. You didn't really expect to persuade either one of those two because they're in protective mode. But mm-hmm. they didn't discuss Dudley the next morning. Dora went to her flat to sleep because, you know, she doesn't want to get that scarlet woman attached to her. But she showed back up for breakfast. And mm-hmm. and so did Mundungus, apparently. Or no, that was the evening, I guess. That evening. They, they were have. planning to maybe have a game of cards, but then there's actually a witch smoking a pipe. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, Don, put that thing out. He's got news from Hogwarts, and you're not going to like it. Harry's fine. Perhaps it might soar. It's like, just a bit. And they're like, all right, start at the beginning. <laughs> Don wants to know what happened to Remus's face, and Remus says, I fell down the stairs. Yeah, so Dung was going out for Quidditch on a Saturday because, you know, he's always kind of liked Quidditch and the professional stuff is kind of expensive, but since he's in Hogsmeade anyway, he might as well sneak up to Quartz and, you know, it's free and blah, 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 blah. And... Yeah. So he went up to the school for the Slytherin <laughs> was... Gryffindor match. Mm-hmm. And keep an eye on Harry, of course, you know. Of course. That's, that's really why he's there. Mm-hmm. Well, the good news is that Gryffindor won. Mm-hmm. And Doris says, I was a Hufflepuff. What the hell is a Hufflepuff? Yay, Hufflepuff. Dung stops and looks at her. You? I never reckoned you as a duffer. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you insult my house again, I'm going to look in that satchel you're carrying. <laughs> Dung pales. <laughs> now, what happened? Well, they got that young Weasley boy for keeper. And uh, mm-hmm. he was... Um, not so great. Yeah. <laughs> they were singing a song at him and all sorts of stuff. And, now and so Dora and Sirius are other. complaining about Draco. Of course. My bloody co- cousin. Of course Harry was. The damnable, you know, yeah. back and forth. Anyway, that Weasley boy missed a block or two. Harry caught the snitch. And then one of the Slytherin beaters lobbed a bludger at him after he'd caught it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then I didn't hear everything, mind. That Malfoy boy went over and started going on about things, and I guess it was the song. Weasley is our king. 
Weasley is our king. He always lets the quaffle in. Weasley is our king. Weasley cannot save a thing. He cannot block a single ring. That's why Slytherins all sing. Weasley is our king. Weasley was born in a bin. He always lets the quaffle in. Weasley will make sure we win. Weasley is our king. Because, yeah, there was a fight. Mm-hmm. And then Umbridge kicked him off the team. Yep. Kicked them both off the team. And the twin that didn't get into it. For how long? Permanently. McGonagall says she's never going to let them back on the team. And she took their broomsticks. Oh, and Sirius goes ballistic. She has no right mm -hmm. to do that. I gave him that damned firebolt. And he has a right to fly it. It's his. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. first, apparently how Dunn got the back half of his information is he met Minerva at the pub, pretended mm -hmm. to be an old school chum, and her punishment was going to be much more reasonable, but then Umbridge got in on the act. And, yeah. Yeah. You know how she is. And they want to know how she's treating the students. And he says, well, judging from what I heard, they don't like her. Mine, they don't much like Severus either. And he's not stealing their broomsticks. Yeah. Sirius says, you know, I'm wanted for murder anyway. I could kill Umbridge. I don't think anyone would really mi miss her. <laughs> <laughs> Sirius, I'm not kidding. I'm really not. <laughs> yeah. So, they go on and on. And they're really hoping, they're trying to... Of catch her using dark magic somehow, because then they could get her kicked out. But, mm -hmm, but she won't do that. Yeah, they're just trying to work out what to do, and they really can't do much from here, which is just annoying. Yeah, seriously. And they really can't sleep. And Remus is powerless. Can't sleep, and he's <laughs> has to stop himself several times to from fluing to the common room to check on Harry, and you know mm -hmm. he's not really allowed to do that. There was a report from Dumbledore about Hagrid. Having returned. Yep, in sorry shape, but there. And Dora almost resigns from the ministry over Umbridge. Mm -hmm, yep. But Kingsley tosses her letter in the fire. <laughs> yep, it's not time to call attention to them. And then Bill and Fleur show up for dinner, which turned out to be a three-hour abuse of the Ministry of Magic. Which sounds like fun. Mm -hmm. And by Monday and morning, when... Rose... I like that Fleur has uh, taught Molly a recipe. Which mm -hmm. isn't very common, but she is quite proud of that. And, then and the headmaster yeah, sure is, that. yeah. When Remus gets back to smell things on Monday, the headmaster is waiting mm -hmm. in the corridor. Yes, and uh, Mr. Gorham is going to be taking over some of the classes today because the Dursleys are on their way, and you wanted to talk to them. Yeah. So Vernon Dursley is somewhat irate, which is knowing Vernon something of an understatement. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Mr. Blythe, Mr. Dursley, good morning. This is Raymond Lewis, Dudley's history teacher. Mr. Lewis, Vernon Dursley, Dudley's father. Mm, yes. <laughs> of course, Remus extends his hand and Vernon won't shake it, but... Yeah, and Blythe manages to face him down a little bit mm -hmm. when Petunia kind of tugs at him to get him to sit in the mm -hmm. chair. Yeah. I want my son back on the team. Mm-hmm. Agrees. Boxer has to control his temper, and Dudley hasn't done that. He didn't have a clean record before this, but look at Mr. Lewis's face. And they look over, and their eyes are flat and hateful. Okay, what did he do to make Dudley angry? Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Dudley course, you know. defending himself from some sort of perversion. I hear about that thing all the time, you know. Mm -hmm. Mr. Lewis didn't do anything. Your son attacked him for no reason. And, of course, Petunia, you're lying. Dudders wouldn't do that. Uh-huh. And Remus said he believes he was defending Joe. Right. Because he had a fainting spell, and uh, he thought, Dudley apparently thought I was responsible. <laughs> and Blythe says, 
the other issue, uh, Dudley's behavior has been somewhat abnormal. I think maybe we should... <laughs> that, of course, is the wrong choice of words. <laughs> My son is not abnormal. My son is, is, is a junior heavyweight inner school boxing champion of the Southeast. So there. Blaine's yep. like, I think he needs to visit a counselor. My son isn't mad. Mr. Dursley, perhaps you and I should speak alone. Mr. Lewis, will you take Mrs. Dursley and Dudley into the grounds? Uh, it's a yeah. lovely, lovely morning, which is a perfect opportunity for Remus. Yeah, they go outside. because Petunia knows what's going on. Yeah. She says, did Dumbledore send you or are you meddling on your own? And he says, I was sent to look after Dudley. Dudley says, he's making Mr. Levinson ill. He wanted to come here to spy on me, so he made him ill, and he did it again at the match. I saw him. Um, and Remus says, I'm not here to spy on you. I'm here to protect you. But he wants to know how Petunia knew. Mm -hmm. And she says, I know your sort. You think you can yeah. just manipulate normal people. And, yeah. So he says, you know, I don't have anything to do with Joe's illness. We didn't realize it was a curse until I got here. And so... You know, they think Dudley might be an easy way to Harry. And then, of course, that sets Petunia off because it's not about looking after Dudley. You're just afraid that he's going to lead someone to precious Harry Potter. Yeah. So. And Remus is trying to be reasonable. And, you know, it's not we do want to help. That's not the only reason. Yeah. She says, OK, then why weren't you around to keep him from being cursed in the first place? You didn't even know. And he didn't have anything to do with Harry, so, of course, you weren't paying attention. Mm -hmm. And she wants to know, okay, has he done anything he shouldn't have? No pig's tails or swollen tongues or waving his wand at you to make you do things. You know, different things like mm -hmm. that. And, and if anything happens, call me on the phone. Because I can cause yeah. him a great deal of trouble. And then Bly's secretary comes back in and Vernon, or calls him back in and Vernon's harmonfing. But, he but he's shouting. been slightly convinced anyway. Mm -hmm. My son doesn't need to have his head shrunk. <laughs> but he's letting it go on anyway. Mm -hmm. And what it comes out is that if Dudley will agree to visit the psychologist and he approves, then you can rejoin the team in a month. Right. So they have a little powwow. Dudley agrees to the terms because he really wants to be on the team. But Remus can see it in the eyes. You know the truth and you're going to let them label my son as mad. Yeah. Dursley's like, don't worry, I know what to tell lies to tell them in counseling. And then he skips yeah. class that afternoon. You do kind of feel sorry for them a little bit in here. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're ridiculous. But So Remus doesn't see Dudley at all the next day since he's not in his timetable. Mm -hmm. But he's been spotted in the gym watching the team practice and sulking. He's refusing to talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. and so. But no, still nobody's seen him. On Wednesday, and so Dora is getting a little bit worried. Has anybody checked on him or anything like that? Well. According to Button, the dormitory is dark and cluttered, as opposed to every other teenager's dormitory you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you can talk to him on Friday, and if he doesn't come to class, what are you going to do? Mm -hmm. So he has to stay away for the Thursday because of the moon again. Right. Yeah. He's told him he's not feeling well. She says, Oh, is that what that thing on your desk is for? It's a get well card, apparently, with a nurse on it. Yes. The, the woman in the short skirt with the needle. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was taped to the blackboard. Right. Because they were trying to get him. But he always checks yeah, he's before smart. he starts. Yeah. And he's 
are you going to do anything about it? And he said, I already did. I drew two boys in smelting uniforms, being very surprised when they find a prank in their notebooks and Latin class. And I left it, left yeah. it on Yandra's satchel. <laughs> yeah, apparently he hasn't drawn for quite a while, but he's good at it. Yeah. And they talk about the last time she remembers him drawing. Yeah, she had lost, it was a hat or something she was wearing. A huge bow, and she was wearing it everywhere. And <laughs> She had to wear it every year. Yeah, because he drew pictures of the kittens on the ribbon part. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she had to wear it all year because she lost the Quidditch bet with Charlie Weasley in October. And he made me keep wearing it, kittens and all, till Hufflepuff beat both of the other houses. Yeah. And he says he's sorry he embarrassed her. She said it was 12 years ago, Remus, I got over it. Yeah, and they make plans for what they're going to do with Moonrise and all of that. And she says he should tell Dudley that Dudley's the catalyst, and he's the one making Joe feel bad. Mm-hmm. But of course, but Dudley, Dudley doesn't, doesn't show up. Show. But then he's the class has ended. And he's just about to collect things and there he is. go. And there's Dudley sitting on the floor in front of his office. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone's been concerned. And Dudley says, "Can we talk?" And he says, "Anytime you'd like." And he says, "Now." And he's except for now, and because he's getting you know ready to go because it's the full moon. Dudley says, everyone says you're all right, that Mr. Levison called on the phone and told me to go back to class, and that you're all right, and you didn't make him do that, did you? No. He says, if you're not doing that, doing it, then what is happening? And yeah. he says, I'll tell you as soon as we get back on Friday, but I have to leave, I don't have time, and... Um, he says, oh, well, you can make time for everybody else except for me. And it... Poor, poor me. Yeah. So progress undone. Yeah. And... I'll tell you when I get back on Friday. Why should I? Why am I the only person in this school you don't want to talk to? Sawed off, says Dudley. Yeah. Yeah. Remus is cursing the full moon. But in the end, he has to disapparate from behind his desk to get back to the shack in time. Mm-hmm. So he does not want to turn into a werewolf in the middle of the school. No, probably not a good idea, even with the wolfsbane potion. So, so this is getting good. I mean, it's interesting. We we knew there was a witch that had somehow caused Joe to be sick, but we didn't know that being around Dudley made him even sicker. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And the whole interlude with the Dursleys. And I, I love Vernon. He's just so typical. What? Him on the team? Yeah. yeah. This place has gone downhill since I was here. Yeah. So. Uh, horrible private school parent. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm liking this. I'm looking forward to going on from here. Mm-hmm. And like Kelly said, it's fun to watch things from someone else's point of view. Yeah, we had Harry all along, and now to have Remus's point of view during stuff that we also saw from Harry's point of view mm-hmm. is, I mean, it's not parallel as close as it could, you know, if yeah. somebody else at Hogwarts or whatever, but the same uh, things so are it's going Cedric on. Cedric Diggory and the Goblet of Fire or whatever, but yeah. although that would be fun too. Yeah, probably. But yes, because we really have no idea what's going on with the Order at this point, uh, no. because Harry is being kept in the dark and not happy about it. No. So... Uh, <laughs> So it's, it gives all sorts of scope, and I think Vern Willey did really well at filling that in. Because mm-hmm. Personally, I never would have thought of sending somebody to smell things, but it makes sense that they would. So yeah, it's it nice to give Remus a chance to teach again. And, and, yeah. and it's nice to give Dudley some protection. I mean, we all love to hate him, but still, he, he would be one person that they would go after, so it makes sense to protect him. Mm-hmm. And it gives... For the shippers among people, it gives some development for the Remus Tonks relationship and such, because mm-hmm. 
it mostly just kind of showed up in the last book. And yeah, it's nice to kind of see the progression. And it's although nice. obviously there was a little bit of um, foreshadowing to it since this was written before the last book existed. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> good job there. Yeah, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing where we go. And I guess we'll just say goodnight since it's just you and me. Good night, everybody. Hope you've enjoyed podcasting with us and come back and listen to the next one and we'll give you another several chapters. Depends on how far we get. But <laughs> I thought we did fairly well tonight. Managed to go through things a little bit uh, swifter than last month. Mm-hmm. You never know. Maybe we'll have edited this first shifts episode in an amazing way and it'll be all short and streamlined, but uh, somehow I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> never have. All right. Well, good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. So hold on to the wonder that those books brought to our lives. Keep each other safe. Keep faith. Good night.